Hello everyone and welcome to Millennial Rewind, where we take a not-so-sentimental look at the movies and TV shows that were around when millennials were growing up. I'm your host, Nick, coming to you from the intellectually deficient people-finding-incredible-wealth capital of the world, Los Angeles, California. <laughs> and joining me here in the City of Angels is my co-host, Jules. Jules, how you doing today? I've been throwing shoes at Irishmen since 93. <laughs> I was just a wee lad. You've been tormenting us. <laughs> My ancestors hate you. Tormenting the wee folk as a wee lad. <laughs> <laughs> and joining us from the dusty basement filled with tarantulas of Southern California, the Inland Empire, is my other co-host, John. John, what's happening? I'm saving money on airfare by hiding in the stranger's luggage. It's <laughs> <laughs> my new life hack. I weigh as much as clothes. Are you singing Mary Had a Little Lamb to entertain the good folks around you? I got to work on my non-creepy child voice. <laughs> like, is this the only movie in history where there's children singing little nursery rhymes and it's not creepy as fuck? All right. Well, before we get into all that, if you like what you hear today, please do us a favor and hit that subscribe button. Also, be sure to share the show with anyone you think might like to listen as well and so this time around we watched leprechaun the 1992 comedy horror film that started off jennifer aniston's movie career if you can believe it and john how would you tell somebody you watched leprechaun without using the title well i can't apologize to my ancestors nearly enough so i would just like you know um, all the Irish actors to form an orderly queue and begin kicking me in the ball. So please, Fiona Flanagan, <laughs> Brendan Gleeson, Pierce Brosnan. Saoirse yeah. <laughs> 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 Ronan, Liam Neeson, Colin Farrell, just bring it. Bring it. Just I'm sorry. <laughs> and Jules, if the producers had asked you to come up with a different title for this hate crime, what would it be? Tooralura die, an Irish lullaby. Because you fell asleep watching this movie. So many times. I did multiple times, yeah. <laughs> the only use I can find for this movie uh, is as an endurance test. If you can stay focused on this movie from start to finish, that is beyond impressive. That is, you know, the Everest of focus challenges. It's seriously <laughs> 91 minutes. I can stay focused through extended cut Lord of the Rings fucking marathons, like whole series that <laughs> takes an entire goddamn day. I could not watch this movie over the course of a week. <laughs> <laughs> I cut off my big orange beard just to not be associated. I have done little dress up and kitsy shit that only these guys can see while we're recording, like for Santa Claus and stuff. I distanced myself. Jules is wearing green for some goddamn reason, but. Total coincidence. I never dress for you guys. And yet you're never undressed. It's very sad. No, no very depressing. <laughs> yeah, I had a great time. This is a giant piece of shit, and I had so much fun watching it. Just, I'm just enthralled at how bad it is. This movie is amazingly bad until the plot kicks in. <laughs> like, <laughs> the first 20 minutes or so are a lot of fun. And then when shit starts happening, it's just. A waste of time. I love bad movies. I have a signed copy of the book, The Disaster Artist. I mean, this is my kind of shit, typically. Well, I mean, that, that was what I found interesting, because, you know, growing up, 
you know, I'd, I'd heard of this movie, but it was always put in, this is clearly shit category. Rightfully so. I've, I lived blissfully ignorant of its plot until the pandemic, at which point we decided to torture John with it. Because John, <laughs> as you said before, loves to watch these shitty movies. And there was a movie that took the biscuit that was so bad that even he hated it. Yeah, I kept asking not to. Nick and I, of course, got curious. <laughs> it was it was just because you made us so curious, John, that we had to watch it. You are not pinning this on me. No, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> but yeah, I remember doing other stuff during that watch party. Like I left the movie on and I kept it on so we could chat, but I did not actually even watch it then. <laughs> But the movie literally says you shouldn't judge a book by its cover and prejudice is wrong. But in this case, judge the book by its cover. Save yourself from the agony. Prejudge mm -hmm. your heart out. That is the mm -hmm. only way to save yourself. I just remember when we were watching this for the first time last year that my jaw was pretty much dropped <laughs> the entire time. I just feel like I was just amazed at how bad this was. Just like, wait, somebody thought this was a good idea? So This is Warwick Davis, like, mm -hmm. <laughs> as the leprechaun mm -hmm. of Harry Potter fame? And Willow? Oh, come on, Willow. Someone rescue Warwick Davis, please. Life's too short. Nah, Warwick Davis is doing fine. <laughs> yeah, he did not come back for the reboots of this. <laughs> Boot being the operative word. He said no at some point. He did all these sequels up through, you know, back to the hood, you know, Leprechaun back to the hood too. Like he did four or five of these things. And at some point he said, no, my dignity has been insulted enough. I am moving on. <laughs> the guy who played Ozzy came back. He was in the reboot. He's in the, yeah, I was going to bring that up. That He's actually in the reboot. He came back at like being fucking 60 years old to reprise the role of Ozzy. He's not in there as just some little cameo of the same actor. Here's the thing, though. The actors are not bad. They did their best. Mm -hmm. I believe they all did a good job with the, the material they were given. I know Warwick Davis tried his best. I'm just going to make this noise the whole review. You don't want to give this movie any credit. I get it, John. <laughs> no, like I said, the very beginning was very enjoyable. I will give credit because I am a goddamn professional who works for free. Jennifer Aniston did okay. With better material, she could have been fine. You could tell, even in this movie. This was her feature film debut. This is pre-Friends, so she had not gotten that yet. I mean, I, I hate this movie so much, and I already mentioned not paying attention to it, but I've seen it so many goddamn times because my brother introduced his oldest kid to it when he was way too fucking young and had nightmares. <laughs> But then even a year or so later after he had nightmares from it, he fell in love and just wanted to watch it all the goddamn time. So anytime that we're over there, especially if I had to babysit, goddamn leprechaun. And now they've talked about it so much that his youngest, who I think is like six or seven now, talks about it as if he's seen it. He never has. But he's like, yeah, we can just hang out and watch Leprechaun. I'm like, no, we're fucking not, man. <laughs> you're seven. No, <laughs> you can't watch Leprechaun. I mean, y your older brother was younger than you when he saw it. We learned that fucking lesson. So. 
Oh, fuck this movie. Uh, well, there are four more, and I think this is going to become an annual tradition. I, I vote for us to watch all the Leprechaun, all the Warwick Davis Leprechauns. I am going to talk about whatever other movie I watched in those reviews. <laughs> I'm okay You're like, that. here we are for Leprechaun in the Hood, and I'm like, Waking Ned Divine, bitches. A nice, calm little <laughs> comedy about winning the lottery. <laughs> there aren't enough throwing shoes in the world to get me to watch all those movies. Okay, I want this whole review to be a con- uh, conversation about what constitutes a throwing shoe. You've brought this up a couple times already. <laughs> oh, there's a seed that comes No, up. I get I did... it. I get where the reference is coming from, but the fact that he has specific throwing shoes, like, you know, like he's random task. Exactly. I'm prepared for when a leprechaun, you know, attacks my house. Everyone else has their zombie ready kits. I've got my leprechaun preparedness kits, and that involves a lot <laughs> leprechaun of Leprechaun prepared, yes, because as we all know, leprechauns like to hang out in Los Angeles. They are native to the area. <laughs> Known for our rainbows, because it rains here all the time. All the fucking time. <laughs> it's really quite dreary. In Southern California. Coming to America. <laughs> the leprechaun dream. But I mean, he goes to the hood. So, I mean, he, th- he, he, I, I don't know whether that hood is in Los Angeles. It pro- Didn't he wind up in space at some point? Isn't there a he leprechaun He did in wind space? up in space at some point. Jesus. I, I, I guess Ooh, I want to watch those for the show. I really want I to. I mean, I just, I just like to picture the producers in a room thinking about what their next big project is and some asshole bursts into the room with a box of lucky charms this is what happens when you literally get your movie ideas from the cereal you eat in the morning that is true mark jones the writer director of this movie got the idea from the for the film from a looking at a box of lucky charms and being like i i wonder if i could make this into a movie it's the dumbest shit there's a little bit of lucky charms trivia in this movie as well so when we get there i'll bring it up and he puts that fucking sequence in the movie for crying out loud this is the most uncreative person on the planet oh no but it's hilarious the sequence is hilarious when we get there just let's start this so that we can get it over with please well just a little bit more for about mark (sighs) like hot second and then i swear we'll start we will start this this dumpster fire (laughs) basically yeah he was this tv director he directed so many famous shows throughout the years decided he wanted to break into movies and he figured the best way to break into movies was by creating a low budget horror film not a bad idea it still kind of works works today with the indie film space which is slowly shrinking because of streaming but that's a whole other conversation and he made this fucking thing, and instead of breaking into movies, he just created his own shitty horror comedy franchise. <laughs> so did he work on the subsequent films then? I think he worked on all the Warwick Davis ones and the reboots slash direct-to-video ones, the, the, the 2010s versions. He was credited as, like, you know, based on the characters by, but he was not involved. Wait, 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 wait. I thought this was the only one that was not direct-to-video. <laughs> Maybe the others are direct-to-video. I don't know. But there was like a direct-to-video reboot in the 20, early 2000s, 2010s that was he was not involved with. And Warwick Davis also was not involved with. He was, at that point, he had decided <laughs> that to move on with his career. <laughs> Didn't break him into film, but it did cement his name in legend. And with that being said, <laughs> listeners, you, 
I cannot describe to you the paid look on these guys' faces. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we will be breaking down the dumpster fire that is Leprechaun. I think you mean Wellfire. <laughs> I meant to say Wellfire. <laughs> hey, Mark Jones. Thanks for coming. All right. No problem. You know, we here love that episode of the A-Team you wrote. And uh, yeah, we were told you had some new ideas for movies. What you got, man? What you got? Oh, yeah. I got tons of ideas. All right. Let's hear them. Fire them at me. Let's go. Great. So the first one is about a ghost. Loving it. Who starts attacking these people in a haunted mansion. Oh, a poltergeist ghost. Very scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's really into shoes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Shoes? Yeah, shoes. Ghost is into Okay, we're doing great until then, but uh, what else you got? What else you got? Keep it coming. Keep it coming. Okay, no worries. I got a couple more ideas. Uh So uh, the other one is about a vampire who dresses in a brown cloak. Ooh, brown instead of black. Nice twist. Loving it. And it terrorizes this band of like teenage misfits in a small rural town. Yeah, yeah. Classic popcorn. Let's go. Let's go. I'm eating this up. And the vampire makes shoes. What? Again with the shoes? This is just, uh, no, but we're going to have to pass. Okay, I I I got one more. Cool, cool, All right, cool. Got one more. So uh, there's this leprechaun. Oh, so like a family comedy this time. Okay. Mm-mm-mm-mm. He's not an ordinary leprechaun. He's an evil leprechaun. Oh, you are blowing my mind, Mark Jones. And he chases down this Irish guy to North Dakota to get his gold back, and he starts killing people, right? Loving the geographical confusion. All right, good, good. I am literally almost coming at this idea. Oh, my God. Love this energy because you know what? He loves to shine shoes. Okay. Okay. I, I, I'm I going to have to take it back a bit and ask, seriously, what's going on here? Is this like a shoe fetish thing? You What? No. I, I don't have a shoe fetish. No. I think it's pretty obvious you do. And I mean, I also just realized that you just pitched me Booberry, Count Chocula, and Lucky Charms. Do you eat the cereal from the shoes? How's this work? I, I, I don't want to answer that question. All right. Well, it doesn't matter. We're a little studio. Lionsgate or someone's probably going to buy us out in a few years regardless so um yeah let's do the leprechaun movie okay by the way can i have your shoes no no i'm wearing them can i sniff them contact reception (laughs) 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 and we're back and my note here is Lionsgate bought this shit because this is a contemporary Lionsgate. Yeah, what? Yeah, the this fuck? is like Santa Claus the movie where the original studio's logos taken off of it, and the studio. Yeah, they had studio. Yeah, canal. yeah. so Lionsgate bought this. I guess Trimark Films or whoever made this originally back in the day no longer exists, and they had to sell off their former properties, kind of like Orion and. Lionsgate was like, we'll take that. I'm firmly of the opinion they have never watched it. They just know that Jennifer Aniston and Warwick Davis are in it. I don't think they even knew that. I think (laughs) it was just part of them, you know, buying out Trimark. How and whenever that happened, it was just in there. And it was like, we've got these properties now. Slap the logo on the front. Done. 
Yeah, they spent fives of dollars on their film. <laughs> so anyways, we see the eponymous leprechaun going down to a dank cellar and uh, closing the door behind him with magic. Uh, magic, by the way, that is very incon- that inconsistently gets special effects. Okay, yeah, okay, that was my thing, because he apparently has telekinesis and everything has a green glow whenever he uses it, but... In this, there is no glow, there's nothing, so I have that he turned off lights with a sound effect. <laughs> yeah, my note is that he activated the crossfade. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean by turning off the lights. But it's not turning out the lights. It's crossfade. It crossfades the movie. I-, I swear, the editing in this movie, God, keep an eye on it, because it is something special. Oh, it is horrific. <laughs> um, but I, I did actually like this. It's... You know, it's kind of dark. He's sort of silhouetted. You get the celebcon. You don't really get the full reveal, though. And there's a little rhymey thing about getting about you know his gold getting stolen. And it's a decent start to the cheap ass horror movie. So yeah, but here's the thing: he's got a giant pot of gold that is way more than the hundred gold coins that we will eventually know that he owns. But the rest of the movie, he keeps referring to his pot of gold, and it's a goddamn little bag. It's a fucking coin purse. Yeah, but we see this giant pot of gold here. So he his his the amount of gold he owns seems to be very inconsistent. Now we watch a limousine driving up to a farm, and uh, <laughs> it stops and outsteps a drunken Irishman. Because and I mean, given the subject matter of this film, like we can't really complain about stereotypes here. Because okay, except this is actually an Irish actor. Every character in this movie, though, is a stereotype. Maybe there are stereotypes that aren't represented, but every character that has any kind of significance is a stereotype. This dude sounds like he's doing a bad impression of an Irish accent, but he's actually an Irish actor. <laughs> <laughs> and he's been in actually a remarkable number of great movies, but in just very, very minor roles. Like he's usually a bartender and stuff like The Departed and Titanic. And, you know, he was a ring announcer in Raging Bull. I mean, he's been in a shitload of stuff. Damn. Shay Duffin. Yep, he's also in this. Stuff man. <laughs> My note here is uh, this moment of alcoholism is brought to you by Jameson's. Jameson's, we definitely didn't authorize our logo being used here. <laughs> yeah, and they give they give some unnecessary significance to it because he does a great masterful movie throw and it just sort of lands and the camera decides it's important to watch it land. <laughs> this is one of the many ways this movie pads for time uh so his wife is very unhappy with the fact that he came home with a limousine because they're poor because they're poor really poor on this we will eventually learn north dakota farm does she call him mr o'grady <laughs> she does indeed <laughs> that's the sign of a healthy marriage not referring to your spouse by their first name well she's chastising him for being drunk and being wasteful so i uh, I can see where she's coming from. I mean, from. it's like uh, an equivalent of middle naming someone. Uh, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, like when your parents use your full name. So she's freaking out about the limousine, but he's like, no, no, we're rich now. And he's apparently is getting back from his mother's funeral in Ireland that she didn't go with him to support him on. They're poor. So they could only afford one ticket. Yes. Uh, okay. Still doesn't feel... Right. Any normal situation, it'd be like, you know what? We're going to find a way to make this work. Let's go, love. Maybe she just fucking hated his mom. Who knows? <laughs> but yeah, so she didn't go. And he, apparently he sent a package ahead of him. He takes out an urn from this package and smashes it. Okay, he had to have told her what he was sending, though. 
Because he's like, hey, did the package arrive? She's like, yeah, I left it on the porch. I'm not touching that fucking thing. What are you doing bringing your mom's ashes back? Like, she is pissed about this. Right. But why? But we learn that actually as he smashes it open, and this is, Jules, I think one of the first moments where the editing is noticeably terrible. Uh-huh. <laughs> Absolutely. Throws it down and then, like, cut away, and then it's already smashed, and then ah. he's got the sack of gold that's inside. It's really sad. It it They keep cutting away at any moment where anything happens. It has nothing on the teleporting in the tree scene <laughs> Those edits, oh my god we will get there but my question is why would you mail a package of gold in an urn so that it's disguised as his mother's ashes but it's just the bag of gold in the urn there's no extra dust or plastic or you know packing peanuts or anything in there so anytime this box moves you're gonna hear the jingling of coins yeah or the smashing of the urn as it gets tossed yeah because there is no packing material in this fucking box so dumb i think there was some paper i think he had some brown nah, paper. not enough whatever it's stupid so anyways inside mrs o'grady makes some tea and she hears a child's voice and um it's coming out of a suitcase no, it's not. It's coming out of voiceover, as a lot of the yes, it's coming out of voiceover. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible ADR makes its return. <laughs> oh, I have missed you. <laughs> Welcome back, ADR. Yes, uh, terrible ADR has had a long and storied career in movies. <laughs> she doesn't get the credit it deserves. Mm, that's part of what we're here for. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's so we hear a child's voice and voiceover singing mary had a little lamb okay, it's supposed to be coming from the suitcase it's it's not it's coming from the ether but <laughs> this kid pleading to be let out of the suitcase will not be the worst acting in this movie by far it's some of the best to be honest uh, <laughs> but again with the editing it doesn't make any fucking sense because mrs o'grady goes over and you hear her unlatch the suitcase then she listens to it and it's like please open this up and let me out so she stands up and backs away, but she already unlatched the fucking thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's why Leprechaun's able to jump We out. also get some discount Jawa eyes, like some really tiny little pinprick red eyes, which are not scary. And so she takes, she's terrified by the Leprechaun that pops out, and she takes two steps back from the living room to the basement door that's in the kitchen don't think about it and then falls down the stairs yeah she walked from the kitchen and saw the suitcase and walked directly to it and stepped backwards not into the kitchen to the goddamn basement stairs which by the way deserve their own credit they get so much screen time in this goddamn <laughs> so movie. much screen time i put it as third build behind uh <laughs> davis and aniston to be honest <laughs> and she she falls the most normal way which is to swing your arms upwards as <laughs> dramatically as possible well yeah the best way to stop yourself from falling is to catch yourself on the ceiling doesn't everyone do that <laughs> obvious when you think about it i mean when you're as tall as jules and i that is probably the case <laughs> 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 for shorties out there you're shit out of luck but this is a tiny irish woman who's just made tea yeah next to you guys i am a goddamn leprechaun <laughs> <laughs> you're our leprechaun <laughs> So, yeah, she falls down the stairs and snaps her neck. And um, my note here is, yeah, she falls down into the main character of the movie. I mean, the basement. <laughs> Dan comes back and hears his wife 
asking where he hid the gold, again, in terrible voiceover from the ether. That leprechaun that comes around the corner with a tea tray. <laughs> yeah, he's got the fucking tea ready to serve. And the teapot is smoking a cigarette. Yeah, it is piping <laughs> hot as in the pipe of a tobacco pipe. He's like, how did you find me? And the leprechaun's response is, the wee people have their magical ways. By the way, like Warwick Davis tried, but his his accent is not it's Irish. So it, is, it is leprechaun. He, he has a leprechaun accent. Mr. O'Grady, Dan runs to grab a revolver and a four-leaf clover. Fuck yeah, that's leprechaun kryptonite. So he shoots the leprechaun who runs away, chases him down to the basement, and the leprechaun then fucks with him by using his wife's body as a puppet, as a ventriloquist puppet. But not. He just kind of hides behind her and does the voice. My note here is... uh well, we're back in the basement again, you know. I <laughs> Already? <laughs> sure hope we get to spend a lot more time here. Oh, well, let me tell you, you're in luck. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Leprechaun's lucky. Because of the lucky, yeah. 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 Shut you up. Get it? You get it? <laughs> Dude, that is much better than any joke made in this movie, save for one. Okay, you're going to have to point it out. So Dan is like, I should have killed you in Ireland when I had the chance. And why didn't you kill him in Ireland when you <laughs> yeah, had the chance? Yeah, clearly you saw what this ugly little bastard looked like. You knew he was going to be trouble. He has claws, for fuck's sake. It's not just that the exposition is clunky in this movie. Sometimes it's completely unnecessary. I, I don't know why you even needed to bring that shit up. It is a nice reversal on the you should have killed me when you had the chance, though. Ah, movie cliche. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. He shoots the leprechaun, which weakens him to a point where he can trap him in a crate with a clover on top. Given how we know the movie ends, this is where the movie should have ended. Because this guy knows how to kill a leprechaun with a four-leaf clover. He's got an unconscious leprechaun right in front of him and a four-leaf clover. So what he actually did was he jammed the fucking four-leaf clover down its throat... The leprechaun melted away, and we didn't have a movie. It was a surprising ending, you have to say. But instead, this had to have just, <laughs> this had to have actually been Warwick Davis he put in the crate because he does it oh so carefully and then grabs a hat and just throws it and drops it in huffily, like I imagine he would have for the leprechaun in actuality. Warwick Davis did have to do basically all of his own stunts because how many little people's stunt people are there out there? I Hardly know. any. I mean, it's hard enough to find actors. I mean, they do exist. Warwick Davis, actually, I'm not sure when he started, but he he's basically a talent agent specifically for little people. Oh, dang. And every once in a while, a role comes around. He's like, well, actually, that's my proportions. I'll take that. That's how he got uh, Marvin the Robot in Hitchhiker's Guide. Huh. And he got voiced by Alan Rickman. What a fucking great movie. We should watch that instead. Oh, we will watch that at some point. <laughs> Anyways, back to this piece of shit. <laughs> After having trapped the leprechaun in the crate with the four-leaf clover kryptonite, starts to pour gasoline, which he happens to have handily down in the basement. Well, naturally, yeah. Which would probably burn the four-leaf clover, right? Right. Yeah, but the point is burning the leprechaun. But... There's no evidence that the fire will actually kill the leprechaun. For some reason, the leprechaun's mocking him about trying to burn him with gasoline. Yeah, he's like, you can't burn me. I won't let you. And it's like, how the fuck are you going to stop it? Yeah, you're in there. You're under the power of kryptonite. Fuck you. But he's not going to just burn it. First, he's got to pull his wife out of the basement. While the leprechaun from down in the basement, who apparently has like 
psychic vision of what's going on upstairs continues to taunt him. Yeah, and narrate everything he's fucking doing. And, but he leaves his wife, here's my point, he leaves his wife at the door to the basement, and he obviously has trouble moving her. Then he's going to go light a gas fire in the basement, and somehow, I guess he hopes to escape with her in time? Yeah, I don't know what that this is. And then the leprechaun's like, oh, don't strain so hard, you'll have a stroke. And he clearly has a heart attack. Yes, he clearly has a heart attack, but the movie will refer to this as a stroke. I, I, say, I really want to put that in place for later on. <laughs> Important plot point. It's during this taunting, we also learned that the leprechaun traded his soul for gold, his gold. So that's why the gold. That is not actually a plot. Well, it's a, an important, I think it's an important little. I don't think it even needs to be in the movie. It's, a, it's his motivation for his gold. Anyways. It could be literally any fucking thing. And the main thing is, we, as we learned, is as he loses his gold, his magical powers dwindle as well. But do they? We'll get into it. Dan has his heart attack stroke. And my question here is, how does he survive to the end of the movie? Unclear. Yeah. If he's alone in the middle of nowhere and he hasn't called for help, like, does a neighbor come by? Like, it's not established. Or the major fact that why, after all these years, he never came back to finish off the leprechaun is also never mentioned either. Or get the gold. We'll spend the gold. We'll do anything other than what he ends up doing. Well, as we'll eventually learn, he wound up in a home uh, basically after this event. You know, it's a sort of 10 years later sort of thing. So I don't think he was in the capacity to be able to leave. Like, no one would let him go back home to take care of this. But surely the police would have investigated the property after his wife died and potentially found the leprechaun. Like, the leprechaun would have fucked with the cops to get out. I'm sorry, why are we trying to make this make sense? Because I <laughs> demand sense in all things. Surely, because we can see, uh, you know, as we're fading away out of the basement, we see the leprechaun shaking the crate. So he's able to shake the crate. So at some point, surely he could shake this really dainty little clover off and get out on his own. John, I know you like to make these things make sense for me, and it is normally delightful. Don't strain your brain on this one. <laughs> Don't strain. Well, he doesn't have, okay, he doesn't have his gold, and he's under the effects of kryptonite, so he can't teleport around, obviously. Right. No, I was just thinking if he was shaking the crate, he might cause it to fall in as well. And even if it fell off, I think it would be close enough proximity that he would still be limited. Except, no, that's how it fucking works. Yeah. Even when it's like 10 years old and dried and shriveled and shit, it still works because it's on the top of the crate. Okay, whatever. Fuck it. Let's go. So now we get sweeping shots of definitely North Dakota and not Simi Valley, California. It's the story of Hasselhoff going off to the boot of gold. <laughs> <laughs> and so we hear Jennifer Aniston of voiceover complaining that she has to spend her summer with her hick father and it doesn't want to be in New Mexico. It's not New Mexico. It's North Dakota. I don't care. It's not Los Angeles. <laughs> and I feel like considering how much further you would have to drive because they drove all the way from LA to North Dakota, you would know where the fuck you were at some point. Like you would have to have your head really far up your ass to know. But the character does. Uh, uh, fine. I mean, yes, I understand. Maybe she should have said something like Kansas and North Dakota's, you know, much further. But still. And in this dialogue, I did want to mention that you know the dad says, "Don't judge a book by this by its cover." And and no movie, no judge a book by its cover, especially you. 
Especially this book, yes. Yeah, well, they, he says this after they arrive at the O'Grady farm, and she's just like, what the fuck? No, this is a joke. We're going to go stay in a hotel, right? And he's like, no, no, don't judge my book by its cover. And she says, Dad, this book doesn't even have a cover. Okay. Now, Dad, I don't think he's ever called this, but his character's name is JD for some reason. And he's played by John Sanderford, who is in the amazingly titled movie that I need to see, apparently. Excessive Force 2. Force on Force. <laughs> so the first Excessive Force movie has a cast that includes James Earl Jones, Tony Todd, and Lance Henriksen. Number two, none of those fucking people. More importantly, however, John Sanderson is in two episodes of Baywatch as Captain Russell. Gotta have that Baywatch tie-in. Oh, yeah. The first one, he's a... He's a captain of the lifeguards, and he's accessing, you know, this horrible situation where a kid almost, well, did drown and is in the hospital in a coma. And Hoff blames himself, and it's super dramatic, even by Baywatch standards. It's amazing. Okay, so I I need to ask a question. Do they ever explain why in the fuck these two people from Los Angeles are spending a summer renting a shitty-ass farm in the middle of North Dakota. Is, is no, they reason? do not. No, Okay, they're just fucking there. For they're just re- there. They're there to have a movie. They're just there in not California. <laughs> Although it's definitely California. This, is, this was shot in Simi Valley. And we, and speaking of, like, padding for time, we spend a long time watching her whining as she goes inside. Okay, so Jennifer Aniston, you know, establishes her as the Valley Girl stereotype, and she will stick to this throughout the entire movie because the script tells her to. She has an arc, asterisk. <laughs> she has some amazing ADR while she's walking into the house bitching about how dirty and horrible everything is in her heels that apparently she wore in a long-ass car trip. Yeah, in a fucking Jeep ride from L.A. <laughs> So now we're in the basement again to watch a tarantula, a species that definitely lives in North Dakota, walk over the (laughs) leprechaun crate. (laughs) And my question here is, how is this clover, which is black at this point, not fully decomposed in a decade? It'd be magic. (laughs) This place is covered in spirit Halloween spiderwebs. Dad and Jennifer Aniston come down. She continues to complain about the house. She's like, look, I'm going to go get a hotel in town and you can come and visit. Sees the spider, freaks the fuck out. And she yells as she runs out. This is worse than summer camp. So she must have been a delight at summer camp. As somebody who grew up in Africa with some big ass fucking creepy crawlies, I have no, no sympathy. So Jennifer Aniston runs outside trying to make a reservation at a hotel on her cellular. And this is the beginning of the off-camera bump that makes no sense. Where basically characters cannot see what's off-camera for no apparent reason. To this, I just want to say this movie was three or four years older than Scream. And it was a fucking plot point that a teenager had a cell phone in that movie. No excuse, Scream. No excuse. This is, yeah, I, I, she's L.A. That is, that is the reason she has a phone, because she's one of them L.A. taps. And she knocks over uh, a guy who's got paint thinner, a guy's paint thinner. Uh, this is Nathan, whose style is fresh out of the 80s. He has not left the 80s yet. I was going to say discount Kevin Bacon. He is kind of discount Kevin Bacon. Yeah, that's especially yeah. With the hair, the '80s bacon hair. He's carrying the paint thinner in a in like one of those plastic buckets. You have a 
for your five-year-old kid when you go to the beach? Yeah, in just a fucking bucket. <laughs> okay, okay, good. It's not just me because I'm like, okay, I am as handy as not a handy person. And <laughs> do you carry paint thinner in a bucket? That seems no. It, it first of all, it comes in a can. Secondly, you pour you pour it in something to mix with the fucking paint. You don't like empty the whole can into a goddamn bucket. Okay, good. It's not just me. And then she ends up giving him forty bucks to like make him whole after knocking over his paint thinner onto the grass and he's like no i just wanted an apology yeah that's part of her character and the thing that came up in the basement where dad tries to be like well you gotta learn that money doesn't fix everything and she's like eh, no i'm gonna live by that philosophy i'm gonna stick with it <laughs> girls always getting scared of stuff because you know she mentions the spider in the basement she's like hey bud this is the 90s and women are treated equal and Jennifer I have that quote as well and I followed up with no they weren't and they still aren't <laughs> no 90s no <laughs> nice try early 90s nice, nice. try early 90s I'm like, Jennifer Anderson I'm calling you from 2022 and uh no they're still not no <laughs> I feel like this movie is like one of the first ones to kick off the the 90s flirtation with girl power we've talked about this a lot with 90s movies and it kind of gets it right. She does kind of have the Alice in Resident Evil arc where she eventually kind of takes more charge of the group, but... No, she doesn't. Very, very ham-fisted. No, she doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give this movie that credit. It does not in any way, shape, or form. It tries. It fails, but it tries. <laughs> um, so Nathan doesn't know how many... You know, she, she gives this, you know, girl power speech, and he's like, look, I don't know many guys who are scared of houses, you know? dumb chick and dad comes out with their bags because he gets that she hates the place and they're gonna leave and my question here is given how your daughter is what could have possibly made you think that she would want to stay in a place like this or would be okay with it or anything like do you have you not met your daughter before like what the fuck and also again why the fuck are you here you have not told us and will never tell us. <laughs> well, as we can tell, this dad is is just a huge pushover because he immediately concedes to his daughter and brings out a suitcase. And then concedes to her again because she's like now trying to impress this Nathan guy and show that she's not a scaredy cat. And she's like, no, 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 put the bags out. I'm going to stay. This is what I mean. All of it, all of it's motivated by this guy. So it kind of ruins any element of girl power. <laughs> yeah, it's dumb. <laughs> but Nathan gets a kick out of watching her do a 180 but we we're about to have a dennis the menace reference it was retro wasn't it yeah we meet ozzy and alex so ozzy i have him here as andy richter if he was playing simple jack in tropic thunder (laughs) (laughs) that's not far off weirdly this guy had a pretty good career prior to this movie this movie fucked up his career yeah i'm that's what i credit this movie for fucking up his career he was um Chubby in Teen Wolf. He, he was on the basketball team stuff. He was in Teen Wolf in his sequel. He was the bully in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Afterwards, he was in The Naked Gun. He's played John Wayne Gacy. He was on Tim and Eric Awesome Show. This guy has had a surprising career, actually. Mark Holton. And then Alex was one of those just kid actors that you just saw around. He's rarely ever the main kid. Uh, biggest thing I found was Mr. Nanny with Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Ozzy's like a 30, mid-30s guy. Yeah, he's literally mid-30s, and he literally gets referred to as a child in this movie. Because he's got some sort of intellectual disability that they're weird with? 
Yeah, it's just like a, they they play it for laughs. There's a scene where Alex is an absolute dick to him. Uh, so yeah, so Alex is uh, like a ten year old. He's Nathan's brother, and apparently they all just the three of them have a painting business together. I guess they are three guys who paint. That is the sign on the truck. That is the name <laughs> of yes. their business. Yes. And my note for that is I have I have a great title for our podcast. You guys. <laughs> Three guys who podcast. But I mean, this uh, quote-unquote sign on the truck, this is clearly some poster board that they taped onto the truck, right? <laughs> yes. It's, they got a Sharpie and wrote this. So here's the thing. Ozzy's telling Alex a story about a UFO, but Alex is like, ah, I don't want to hear any of your crazy stories. And he shoots him with a slingshot. He shoots a piece of gum at him with a slingshot. This skill is important to the movie, and this is a movie that gets, this is a moment that gets- Surprising amount of foreshadowing in this. There's a couple things they actually set up and pay off. I was marginally impressed. But it's the worst slingshot. I mean, this is, this movie claims it's in the 90s, but this is comedy from like the 50s. As someone who has lived in rural areas, yeah, I mean- no, we had slingshots that were made out of like a bicycle tube. You just cut the rubber and, you know, tie it to some sticks and Y shaped. Well, of course, it had to be because that's what you always saw on TV and movies. So, of course, your slingshot looked like that. <laughs> yeah, Mark Jones was in his 40s when he made this. Like, let's, like, he's not, he was not down with what the kids were doing. <laughs> but here's the thing this moment is, it's such a small moment that you would absolutely forget it. But given how th- his ability to shoot gum with a slingshot, it, how integral that is to the climax of the film. I feel like that skill should have, there should have been more time with it. They should have made it a bigger moment or at least let us seen it one more time. There's lots the- of should haves. I'm yeah. not going to get it. I'm just going to throw that out there. So anyways, the dad comes up and introduces himself. And this is where we learn that Alex is Nathan's brother. He offers to help them out with painting the house. But Alex, who's really down with uh, insurance policies, says, sorry, our liability insurance won't let us. Ha- you know, we-, we have to be the ones handling the equipment. So, no. Yeah, he's talking about his ass. Fuck that. We start beginning to feel the evidence that this kid is an absolute psychopath. We'll gradually get it more as the movie proceeds. But Yeah, because he, he proceeds to sit down. This little kid is, says to Ozzy, hey, man, I, I could really go for a beer right now. And my note here is me too, kid. Me too. <laughs> I'm watching this fucking movie. Uh, so Ozzy chastises him for wanting alcohol. But Alex plays, uh, you know, made you look like points down and like flicks his nose. And this is also something that pays off later in the movie. Pin in that. I think you and I have very different definitions of the term payoff. Cut to Jennifer Aniston taking two glasses of Kool-Aid down to the basement. Because if we stay away from the basement too long, this movie gets separation anxiety. <laughs> my note is here is please poison my kool-aid if it will spare me the rest of this movie <laughs> i argue that the real plot of this movie is the movie learning to live without the basement set it's like learning to grow and move <laughs> beyond it and That's it's like a metaphor. heartwarming tale of overcoming its own anxiety as a film like i think that's the real plot of this movie a creative type flowering coming out of the basement and into this beautiful world with the clover patch yes <laughs> it's a better movie well the basement has you know had some age go on in these 10 years it's got cobwebs and dirt and shit everywhere it is marginally cleaner than the basement from she's all that my question here is why does she have two glasses because she's supposed to, like is she gonna have a drink with nathan uh, obviously uh, it was either that or you just decided that either ozzy or alex don't get a kool-aid well they're outside so yeah fuck them 
So she starts checking out the crate. <laughs> it's a child and a man child. They're not going to want Kool-Aid. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is a great time to bring up that the movie doesn't understand jump scares because it shows the leprechaun sleeping and clearly unaware of what's going on. And then it does a jump scare. <laughs> it does a tarp jump scare. Where, where a tarp falls from the fucking ceiling. What? <laughs> There's no loft. There's no rafters in this basement. <laughs> yeah, there's not enough space because, like, we we learned that Nathan is the one who carelessly tossed it behind it, but there's no room for it to have arced enough to come directly <laughs> no! down onto her head. No. Is it ever established why he's in the basement at all? Uh, getting tarps <laughs> for painting the outside of the house. <laughs> okay, so in his paint business, he actually doesn't have tarps. He has to get them from the houses. Basement? I think the real answer is because fuck you, dude. <laughs> because basement. That's why. Yeah, fuck you. Because basement. <laughs> Nathan explains to Jennifer Aniston that this farm used to belong to the O'Grady's, but he's he was a weird kind of guy. Some weird shit went down with him. Suggests they open the crate that they're looking at because she drops the glasses and shit all over it. But unless, of course, she's too chicken, she's not chicken. And she tries to prove on how tough she is. She's like, give me a crowbar. I'll open that shit. And he's like, well, I got a hammer here, you know, claw hammer. And she has clearly never held one before. <laughs> she's like, like, yeah, I can make do with this. Like, isn't even sure she's holding it the right way. It's like he handed her a used <laughs> dildo. It was just like, <laughs> that's the way she handles it. Look what I found in Ozzy's overalls when I was doing laundry. Oh, no, bad, John. Oh, god damn it. You are going to fucking hell. God damn. <laughs> Anyways, they hear Ozzy screaming, speaking of him, and they both run out to see what's going on, and it turns out Ozzy just got a bunch of paint on him. This paint placement is way too fucking precise. How the fuck? Because here's the thing. He supposedly got all this paint on him, because Alex wasn't holding the ladder properly, but he's got paint on him like somebody dropped it on him. So but it's not like you drop. I mean, it's 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 fake dropped on him. He's got some in his hair, and it's just it's just on his face. It's very clear circles where they didn't put it on his eyes. It doesn't go below the jawline. There's no drips, no running, and then there's paint on the just the very top kind of shoulder chest part. It's so fucking bad. It looks like he was pied with paint. Yeah, kind of. But even then, it's splotchy and drippy and shit. This is... Uh. And the whole scream thing is another example of how they try to jump scare you whilst showing the monster is safely trapped within the crate. But And he was doing this with... He, why does he need to climb a ladder to use one of those, like rollers on a pole that to to paint the side of the house he's a man child who knows yeah it's dumb so anyways jennifer aniston tells ozzy you can go inside and wash up tells him where the bathroom is at least she thinks it's a bathroom yeah they haven't even like fucking moved in so yeah there's going to be soap and supplies to wash yourself up from fucking house paint in your hair which he does he manages to do it so doesn't need any turpentine or any of that shit Really well done, too, because he doesn't get a speck of blue on that towel. Not one. <laughs> so Ozzy comes out after having washed up, and he hears a child's voice singing Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. In voiceover. Voiceover. 
If you heard a child's voice singing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star in the ether, would you go investigate or would you get the fuck out of there? Well, I'm a little bit older than Ozzy at this point, so my life experience has told me just to, uh, no, shut the door and walk away. Yep, just nope the fuck out of there. Or at least just tell the dad that they, I didn't realize you had a kid. Yeah, find some way to bring up this weird singing, which again is not creepy for a child singing in a horror movie. How do you fail at that? Santa Claus had creepy child singing in it, and that was supposed to be delightful. <laughs> so yeah, so he goes back into the basement, because of course we're back into the basement already. Got to be in that guy. And again, this is the good portion of the movie. We're still not through the good portion of the movie yet. It's so much time is spent walking up and down those stairs in the basement. They spent $40 on this basement said they were going to get their goddamn money's worth. This is at least $48. Come on. Okay, okay. And 88 cents. <laughs> Andy McDowell made for it? <laughs> she did. They had to rent a spider, you know. <laughs> rent a spider. That was the 88 cents. <laughs> rent a spider for all your spider needs. <laughs> What eight hundred rent a spider? <laughs> we got tarantulas. We got black widows. We just got regular garden variety spiders. <laughs> I, I want to just make the spider business a thing much more than finishing the movie. Just <laughs> change the poster on the truck to three guys with spiders. Three guys with spiders. I want to be that guy on set. Yeah, I'm the spider guy. I'm the spider guy. You're just like petting your tarantula like a cat. That's because you want to be Spider-Man. That's a different thing, Jules. <laughs> this is true. It's true. I do want to be Spider-Man. Uh, but we do have to get through this movie. God damn it. And <laughs> now, of course, you know, as like I said, we're back in the basement and we hear a terribly acted child's voice say, please let me out of the crate, please. Oh, I don't like it in here. Blah. Ozzy goes over to investigate the crate. He sweeps off the black clover and the leprechaun bursts out. Shit's about to get fucky. Yeah, his super strength returned. He punches through the fucking crate lid. Bursts out and knocks Ozzy down. And he says to him, Hey, Tommy, have you got a light for an old leprechaun's pipe? And, well, no, not if you call him names, jerk. I think he was asking him to suck his dick. <laughs> light my pipe light my pipe big boy we already know where the dildo's been <laughs> poor Ozzy and Ozzy asks him what the heck he is cause you know he's just this shriveled leprechaun we find this is the first time we see him like in full light and he says oh I'm a leprechaun and for some reason divulges that he's a shoemaker by trade and that you know, Ozzy's shoes could use a shining. He's he's into that. Yeah, he's got some shoe OCD. When he jumped at Mrs. O'Grady, he was like, oh, look, my buckles are so shiny. You know, yeah. <laughs> he introduces himself with his shoes. And so he threatens to turn Ozzy's ear into a boot unless he tells him where his gold is. And Ozzy gets up to flee, and now we get him closing the door with his magic with special effects. There's like a little green shadow, like, spirit that closes the door yeah he telekinetically slams this door shut which is a minor inconvenience because ozzy just opens it (laughs) (laughs) and he's like ah you only got away because my powers are weak and i really need me gold and it's like my Uh, note here is it's really nice that the leprechaun is explaining the rules of leprechaun out loud (laughs) it's nice it's 
It's nice that he's doing that for us. <laughs> As mentioned with Poison Ivy, you don't need an audience to villain-splain. <laughs> it's true. So Ozzy runs out yelling that he saw a leprechaun. Uh, you know, he's like, look, he wants his pot of gold, and he's got this thing for shining shoes, and Alex is like, ah, you're full of shit. Yeah, I'm picturing that this was identical to the pitch meeting when this was <laughs> I love this line Ozzy has, because it sounds like he's volunteering, because he's freaking out about the leprechaun, and he's going to kill every one of us, and I'm first! <laughs> <laughs> Why are you first, Ozzy? Anyways. So, anyway, the more you know happens in the sky. Uh, no, 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 no. You are jumping ahead because Nathan's uh, like, Because I need to. Nathan's like, okay, we'll go down and check. So he grabs this dinky little stick and they all go back downstairs and we're back. Oh, yeah, I forgot. We have to go. We have to return to the fucking basement again. Because, again, this movie has separation anxiety from this fucking basement. <laughs> How is the alternate title not Basement? There's nothing outside. (laughs) And to clarify, it's always just like this one angle shot in the basement. It's the same fucking angle that the camera is looking at the stairs. Yes, God. (laughs) Well, there's so much cobwebs and dirt, you're going to disturb that shit and you'd have to redress. And we do not have time nor money to put that off. So Nathan knows this is the busted crate. Oxy's like, you know, yeah, it was the leprechaun. Then they hear a noise in the corner, and Alex and Nathan go to investigate, but it's just a rat. So got a little false scare there. And now we get to leave the basement and just watch them all make their way from several <laughs> angles out of the basement. And we will not leave the basement until they are all out. Oh my God. <laughs> and now we see Ozzy spotting a rainbow. And it's clearly a magic rainbow with a pot of gold at the end of it. And honestly, given the lack of clouds or rain, Ozzy might be onto something. I feel like yeah, he gets no missed a little too easily by Alex, who's a dick to him. So Ozzy runs off to go find it. Alex goes to keep his eye on him. And Jennifer Aniston is now going to help Nathan paint. Okay, this was clearly code for let's go fuck right yeah but he literally teaches her how to paint i know yeah yeah we go and see ozzy and alex and when we come back i'm like holy shit they're actually painting (laughs) i'm very much watching paint dry it's fantastic oh my god right but again like i thought the liability insurance didn't allow them to help but apparently nathan doesn't yeah but alex isn't there to be pedantic about shit so also i love before we go to ozzy and alex jennifer addison picks up a can of paint and asks is this biodegradable? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Stereotype. She's from LA. And LA people are kooky like that. But the thing is, you know how in how in most decently written movies, a character may seem like a stereotype, and then as you get to know them, they have a different dimension to that character. That does not happen. We already know how this is going to end by you saying decently written, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Spoilers in the middle, just like this fucking movie. So anyways, Alex and Ozzy find (laughs) the end of the rainbow. It's a rusted out truck. Ozzy Pratt falls because fat guy with mental disorder is funny. They find a gold coin because it shines and makes a noise like an item you're supposed to pick up at a video game. (laughs) It really does. Except it doesn't actually shine. They forgot to put that special effect in the movie. The second time they do it, it shows up. (laughs) Oh, I only saw it once. Yeah. They did the sound effect twice. Well, I I was going to mention next that, you know, the the bag of gold um, does a TARDIS. Yes, it TARDISes into existence after Ozzy, like, you know, 
Alex yoinks the coin from Ozzy, who like runs around the truck only to get back into the truck and get it yoinked. Yeah, I was just about to make this fucking point too. The coin glints and they see it, and that causes the rest of the bag to fucking materialize. What? <laughs> Ow! <laughs> For reasons. Fuck your reasons. <laughs> <laughs> But then we have the most, the even more unbelievable moment, which is coming up. Nick, if you please. Okay, so uh, he gives Ozzy the gold coin because he's going to keep the bag of gold oh for himself, God. Alex, because it's clearly more. And they're like, how is, how is it gold? Ozzy's like, well, you know, I've seen in the movies that if you bite it, I'll know. And in the process of biting it, and through the magic of terrible editing. He hoovers it. <laughs> Ozzy swallows this fucking coin. The distance between biting and swallowing is significant. You learn this when you're five years old. Again, he hoovered. He, he, you know, he he got excited and took a deep breath. Is he Kirby? This isn't like Eliza in My Fair Lady where she actually has the balls in her mouth. He's trying to bite it. He has his fingers on it. And by the way, despite finding a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow... A bag! It's a fucking bag! A bag of gold. What the fuck ever. (laughs) Alex still doesn't believe in Ozzy's leprechaun story. He's still highly skeptical of this. The rainbow, which actually landed on the truck and magically faded away once they got there. You have rainbows that you literally found gold at the end at. And suddenly... Nope. Ozzy still doesn't make any fucking sense. Because he's Ozzy. <sighs> the next the next part is fantastic because the kid does uh, drop a lot of abuse on Ozzy. Uh, becomes completely unrelatable. Yeah, no shit. He's such an asshole. This is the scene I was getting at earlier. Where Alex tells Ozzy how uh, we can use this gold to get your brain fixed. So they can make you smart. He's like, I'm smart. And he's like, yeah, but I mean like actually smart so that people won't make fun of you. People will make fun of me. Well, not to your face. Jesus! Such an asshole. And by the way, this will not matter in the slightest. I'm going to wait for the correct moment to bring this up again, but this whole like little bit doesn't fucking matter. It will completely be negated. We will get there. So the plan is they're going to hide the rest of the gold in the well by the barn or the house, and they're going to take one of the coins into town to get it appraised to make sure that it's real gold and to stop Ozzy, I guess, from swallowing more of it an amazing amount of sense shown by this movie so my question is given the stirring soundtrack in this scene (laughs) and the subject matter and just the characters we see on screen for an extended period of time am i still watching leprechaun or am i watching an early 90s disney movie (laughs) i feel like the movie stepped out of the movie to do a different movie for a little bit The tonal shift is jarring. Honestly, I was just so excited by um, watching Jennifer Aniston learn how to paint a house. That's something I don't get to see. Jennifer (laughs) Aniston is painting the house, got a little like strategic blue stripes on her arms. So does (laughs) Nathan to show us that they've been painting. Clearly been having a bit of fun. Because this is not we dripped some paint. This is clearly I rubbed my finger. Of blue paint on your arm. You are my finger paint scav- canvas. But sh- she's painting, and he he does like the let me show you how to do this sort of thing a little bit. And they have this area that's like not even a square foot. 
and suddenly they need to get more paint. Little fucking acrylic tubes from the craft store have better coverage than what they're using. What the fuck? So here's the thing. Calls her a regular Picasso, and I don't think that's the style of painting you want to go for when painting a house. Just throwing that out there. And the color scheme is ridiculous. Based on the colors and the way they're going about painting this house, Picasso makes a hell of a lot of sense. I gotta be honest. Yeah, the house they're painting like standard blue, and they're painting the shutters like apple red like what the fuck house painted by a five-year-old exactly (laughs) Uh, so yeah jennifer anderson goes to the truck to get more paint and we see that the leprechaun is hiding underneath and he gets his perv on yep that's what i have too leprechaun's a perv starts stroking her legs and she is into it for some reason she thinks nathan just got under the truck and started stroking her legs when he clearly walked into the opposite direction as her when he clearly walked in the opposite direction another reason which completely undermines any attempt at betraying women in any sort of (laughs) enlightened way and then he walks back he comes back into frame to start painting again. She's still at the truck and she's like, oh, Nathan, stop it. And he just doesn't really react to that until she gets attacked. Yeah, well, she notices that she, he's it's not actually Nathan. She like, looks back and like, oh, fuck, what the fuck's actually touching me? And when her when she realizes that's when the leprechaun decides to scratch her leg and her crying out. We finally see the dad who's just been like. I don't know, <laughs> jerking off in the woods. I don't know what the fuck he's been doing this entire Oh, no, I'm sorry. There's two great jokes in this movie. And the first one's coming up. There's two, actually. Jennifer Aniston's like, ah, what, ha- what happened? She's like, ah, I thought you were stroking my leg. And he's like, oh, do you let me? And she's like, that's not the fucking point, Nathan. That was pretty good. But what's even better is they're like, well, it wasn't Nathan. There's no one else here. So it must have been an animal. And she goes, I know what it feels like when a man caresses my leg. <laughs> And the dad's reaction. Yeah, the dad's reaction is fucking priceless. I love that <laughs> moment. It was really good. Well done. I can't believe I'm saying this. Well done, Levercon. Colin Farrell, please kick me in the balls now. <laughs> <laughs> and now we get more insane editing because Nathan, Jennifer Aniston, and dad teleport over to a tree stub where they think they've heard a cat calling out. And, and they want to get her checked out because whatever scratched her might have rabies and so naturally blindly reach your hand into the tree stump where you think the rabid animal is yes that makes a lot of sense it's a smart move and only good things happen when you do that (laughs) you should never chase a voiceover cat this is a lesson that movie characters have to learn a voiceover just any voiceover if you hear like disembodied children or animal voices just stay the fuck away from that area that's if you learn anything today audience so yeah the the leprechaun bites the dad it's pretty bad so everyone piles into the truck to take the dad to the emergency room and so the truck won't start but there's a reason for it Because you got to jiggle the cables. You got to jiggle the distributor cap. But like it's it's and again, foreshadowing, foreshadowing, at least, you know, like it does the oh, the truck won't start. But there's a reason that it's, it's a thing with the car. It's not just it's I mean, it does like happen just for tension effects, but it's established like look, this car is fucky. So when it fucks up later, it's not just random. But the way he fixes it is just like just slapping those cables around yeah he he just kind of jiggles it a bit and that's it yeah it gives it a good old-fashioned wiggle they send out alex alex is apparently the distributor cap guy this fucking 10 year old 
And so they drive off, and the leprechaun goes into the barn and comes out riding a tricycle. At fucking high speed. Jesus, I hate this. I hate this so much. Yeah, at high speed, they speed up the camera. The good part of the movie is over. Now it's <laughs> the good part of the movie? In this movie, that sucks as a whole. The best part is over. <laughs> My questions here are, how did he know there was a trike in there? Also, why does this barn have a shiny new trike? It called to him, apparently. Well, anyways, with the good part of the movie over, we're going to go take a break. <laughs> and when we come back, we're going to break down the shitty half of Leprechaun. Yay. Has this ever happened to you? Man, I love my new basement but I really wish it had more spiders. Or this. Oh, this party's so boring. I wish I had some spiders to live in it up. Or even this. Uh, I'm super hungry right now. I'd go for some spiders. Hi, I'm Spud Tucker, founder, CEO, and biggest customer of 1-800-SPIDERS. Here at 1-800-SPIDERS, we believe in selling you the right spider at the right quantity at a fair price. We have trapdoor spiders, brown recluse spiders, and even those big fuckers from Australia that will haunt your nightmares. All spider orders come with free shipping and discreet packaging. Wow, my basement looks so much better with all these tarantulas in it. Thanks, 1-800-SPIDERS. Oh my god! Ah! Oh my god, it's all over the place! Oh shit! Oh my god! This party is so much more rad with these black widows running around! Thanks, 1-800-SPIDERS! Mm. These spiders from Cambodia are delicious and nutritious. Thanks, 800 spiders. We take all major and minor credit cards. Call now and we'll throw in a jar of scorpions absolutely free. 1-800-SPIDERS, the only spider delivery service with the eight-leg guarantee. <laughs> this is worse than the actual movie. I... <laughs> I'm picturing these. I'm picturing these scenes. Damn it, Nick. <laughs> and we're back. Yay. And we're at the emergency room. Yeah, despite Jules and John's protesting, we are back. <laughs> I got my emotional support plushie while, uh, while we were Yes, he break. does. It's, it's an octopus. I went to my happy place. <laughs> he went to his drinks fridge is what he's saying anyways um, <laughs> mm, Shasta they're at the emergency room and Nathan tells Alex and Ozzy to, to go get something to eat meet them at a restaurant they'll meet them there and they're like okay yeah we'll meet them there we'll meet you there but instead they're gonna go get that gold coin appraised and they're keeping it a secret, by the way, because, you know, adults would just take their coin. It's now nighttime? It is now nighttime. It's nice to know that there are coin appraisers in small town America. That will stay open for you, despite the fact that it's closing time. <laughs> yeah, as they walk up, he is turning the sign to close. And Alex is like, tap, tap, tap. Gold fucking coins. The best part of this of this set, I have to say, is it like it's like this movie suddenly had access to a prop warehouse. And they decided to put every prop in the world in this guy's room. Yes. Like there's just some random things. There's a there's a Mother Mary statue. There's a pile of golf clubs. There's just random shit all over the place. Pile of National Geographics. <laughs> yeah, this appraiser is also apparently a pawn shop owner. This is not an antiques store. This is not, you know, somewhere we're we're gonna find things that are value and hold them here. Da da da. No, this is a fucking storage shed. It is. A dusty 
dusty storage shed. So he looks at the coin, the store owner, and he's like, he hasn't seen anything like this. I mean, this could be worth $500 or it could be priceless. And he has to keep it overnight. Hey, this is totally gold, but I have no idea what these engravings are. So let me hold on to it and I'll get back with you. And I'm not even going to scam you. Let me write you up a receipt, you know, all that shit. Totally above board. So they leave. The guy consults his book of Irish history that he happens to have. <laughs> Again, he's an appraiser <laughs> slash hoarder. <laughs> but they're so worried about this one coin, they've got a bag with 99 more of these. If this guy fucks off, you know it's worth something, and you've got 99 more of them. Yeah, well, 98, because... Well, 98, uh, un- until, you know, Ozzy has a good chance. So. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be a really good one, but... <laughs> I don't think Ozzy's had a good shit in a long time. <laughs> That's why his brain's so clouded up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's looking at the coins section of this Irish history book because <laughs> it's got a coin section. I so, yeah, because history books have detailed chapters on currency. <laughs> yes, and collectible <laughs> coins and go fuck yourself. And then he hears a, a bicycle bell, looks around, nothing's there, goes to open his safe to put the coin away and he just gets like side tackled by the tricycle. <laughs> I, I actually th- I have a I think I have a theory about this tricycle. You know, it's it's you know how in Saw they give the Saw puppet this another creepy creepy tricycle. Do you think that's why Lionsgate bought this movie so they could corner the market on tricycle <laughs> riding monsters? Tricycle themed horror. Tricycle themed horror. It's its own genre. <laughs> You have not had PTSD flashbacks till someone comes out on a big wheel. Let me fucking tell you. <laughs> so he opens the safe and gets attacked by the leprechaun who's been hiding inside. Why? Go fuck yourself. And we get another awkward, awkward cut as the leprechaun bites him. Yeah, he's a very bitey leprechaun. <laughs> I was waiting for someone to get like infected and start turning into a leprechaun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Night of the Living Leprechauns. A Weracon. <laughs> the Weracon. <laughs> Here's the thing. Yeah, he attacks the Leprechaun, gets bitey, gets his coin back from him, and again, is kindly lets us know that there are 99 more gold coins that he needs to get back. He's letting us know how Leprechaun rules work. Thank you, Leprechaun. One down, 99 to go. And then... Fucking Pogo stick attack. He, pogo, he fucking Pogo <laughs> he st- sticks him to death. Yes, he does. <laughs> While doing a shitty nursery rhyme knockoff. I need my plushie. I need my plushie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's original, I guess. Um, it's got that. I, I've never seen anyone Pogo stick anyone to death. You know, that's... That's different. While doing knickknack paddywhack, except he goes, this old man, he played one, he played pogo on my lug. <laughs> and just because we need to reinforce the leprechaun's foot fetish, um, after he's killed the shopkeeper, he shines his suede fucking shoes. You know, those shoes that you can't polish? <laughs> And he says, okay, good. Now they're clean. Except I'm gonna stop making that noise. You just keep copying and pasting it in for like whenever you feel it's appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long extended growl. <laughs> if you need me to record another one, fine, but give me a couple days. It's starting to hurt my throat. <laughs> 
John Stewart aside, uh, yeah, he says that the shoes are. I lit the leprechaun's pipe earlier. Sorry. Been lighting far too many pipes, have you, John? Surprisingly big. <laughs> but yeah, he says that he's cleaned his shoes. But no, you have not, leprechaun, because there's still blood on them. So you fucked up. But now he's going to pimp his ride and that he's going to take the child's like, you know, those, those car toys. He sees this thing and like just creams himself. I'm like, oh, my God, this is what I've been needing this whole time. It's a fucking pedal car. Yeah. Warwick Davis got a lot of fucking cardio in during this movie. <laughs> so now we're at the diner where they're all supposed to meet up. Uh, Jennifer Anderson and Nathan there. Ozzy and Alex are not. You know, Jennifer Anderson's kind of worried about where they are. This diner. I love diners. And my note here is, ah, the early 90s, when you couldn't just call or text someone to find out where they were. You actually had to wonder where they were. So, yeah, Nathan tells her that the worst is over. Don't worry about it. Oh, no. Yeah, your dad got bit, but he's under observation. He'll be fine. We'll get him in the morning. Worst is over, but the worst is yet to begin. Uh, later on, like the, he orders some food, and she's like, "Hey, you should get some food." And he's like, "Look, I'm not getting any food because you know, there's no watercress salad and Evian water here. It's it's a pointless, absolutely empty, nothing scene that that just breaks up, you know, a sequence that's going on in the most awkward way. That's why I say pay attention to the editing because it's really quite especially. Yeah, bad. I just wanted to get this out of the way because I didn't want to come back to it because we will come back to the diner and have it be more substantial. But yeah, but you know, she's LA and she doesn't like the stuff that the rurals eat. <laughs> Fuck it, let's just go. Anyways, cut to uh, Leprechaun speeding down the highway in his pedal car um, that has headlights, apparently. <laughs> The cop eating a donut stereotype. Yep, the cop's eating a donut, sees him, pulls him over. <laughs> Put here with the rest of the fire that is this movie. <laughs> <laughs> the cop clearly thinks that this is a kid in a mask. Who was able to go like 50 in a goddamn pedal car down the road. <laughs> and why is he treating him like he's some kind of abused minority? Because the way he starts kicking the car and... Yeah, it's like, what are you doing around these parts? He's acting like a corrupt cop looking for a bribe or something. Yeah, it it very much has the the overtones of, we don't like your kind around here, boy. Exactly. (laughs) It's not quite that bad. It's it's more of just condescension. All right, take the little ugly mask off. And he's like, ah, you know, I'm a leprechaun. Oh, you're a leprechaun, huh? He gets down to, like, get to eye level with the leprechaun that he thinks is a child. And uh, that's when the leprechaun smears jam in his face. (laughs) Sorry, I mean, cuts him with his hand. He puts his hand out and, like, cuts his face up. He he, he face palms him. (laughs) He face palms And I was just thinking this movie would be so amazing if he pulled the dude's face away. But nope, he's just got some holes from the claws. A little bit bloody. Only one man would dare give me the raspberry. (laughs) (laughs) And he takes the cop's gun out of the holster and tosses it away, just in case he thought he might use it. He gets super fucking excited when he sees the gun, too. Like, he's going to take this and use it or something, and then he just mm, tosses it. The cop runs through the woods, getting chased by the leprechaun, and eventually he loses the leprechaun. And the leprechaun's like, ooh, let's play a game of hide and seek or something, whatever the fuck he says. (sighs) 
This is also like Baywatch. I mean, this <laughs> sequence is only like three minutes long. It feels so much longer. There is literally 30 seconds of this cop standing with his back to a tree and nothing else. There's more later where there's cuts of Warwick Davis supposedly teleporting, but that's just shitty editing. Or amazing, I guess, because they had to make it look like special effects when there weren't any. I think I fell asleep to this sequence five times. Again, it's only three minutes long. And it's very hard to do that with a horror movie, so this movie really... And yet, it's actually pretty good. It just goes on too long. Like, there's that evil dead motion shot through the woods. There's some really neat stuff here. It just takes for fucking ever. And this is the first time someone that the leprechaun is chasing falls over, but, you know, don't worry. They'll repeat it a lot of times, so it will definitely feel overdone by the end of this movie. Running is hard. Here's the thing. The cop has lost him. The (laughs) cop is hiding. But instead of, like, sneaking away and trying to get away, he sees the leprechaun's hat just in a clearing, obviously a fucking trap. (laughs) And he's like, well, I better go check that out. That could be important. (laughs) And that's when the leprechaun comes out pulls a patch from Santa Claus the movie and starts this is where he starts doing his little teleportation from tree to tree. Yeah, but teleportation in this sense is I'm going to jump behind this small tree and before any part of me kind of gets noticed on the other side, we'll just cut away. Often before he's even fully behind the tree. (laughs) (laughs) So then the leprechaun runs away into the forest, just runs away. Because the cop throws his nightstick. And then sneak attack from above. Yeah, the cop like collapses exhausted against the tree. We spend way too much time on him. And then the leprechaun drop bears him. Comes like jumps onto his shoulders and snaps his neck. The tarp was foreshadowing. (laughs) About how things could not possibly attack from that angle based on what we already know. Uh, The magic of off camera. It's a special thing, isn't it? It's a special magical place. My favorite part is that like how this scene ends. He starts pawing the dead cop's head like he's a fucking cat with a ball of yarn. <laughs> That's just a... <laughs> why I don't <laughs> so... insert me growling here. <laughs> so back at the diner, Nathan is trying to give Jennifer Aniston some meatloaf because she looks a bit skinny. And Jennifer Aniston doesn't want to eat the meatloaf because it's cut up dead cow or who knows what else. If you're lucky in this town. And she doesn't kill animals. And that's when Nathan shows us that he's got a foot fetish because he yanks. And magic powers? Yeah. Okay, so number one, if you're kind of into this girl, note that he has veggies on his plate, too. He's like, all right, we'll have some fucking peas and carrots. But he doesn't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Instead, while sitting there and eating, manages to remove her shoe and then hand it to her or show it to her and be like, hey, dead cow right here. Yeah, it's made out of leather. How the fuck did he get that shoe off? Does he have gorilla feet? I. (laughs) Because he had to have kicked his off. He doesn't like pop down or lean over real quick. He just has her shoe like it was sitting on the bench next to him. And this moment of physics defying foot fetishness is brought to you by <laughs> L.A. Gear. Evian! Oh, was, well, yeah, she name drops Evian water, too, when she wanted her salad. So. And we clearly saw her in the previous scene drinking tea. So that's definitely not the only thing that they have. How thirsty is she? 
I don't know which of our previous reviews I made this point in, but I am totally of the notion that no one from L.A. actually ever wore L.A. gear. That was something the rest of the country looked at and was like, oh, L.A., that's the awesome place. So buy those shoes. Yeah, I think you might be right. I mean, I, Michael Jackson, I think, was a spokesman for them at one point. But yeah, but here's the thing. It was generally a women's brand. It started off as a women's brand, and then they spread out into men. That sounded wrong, but... I'm pretty sure my shoes that had the lights in the heel, I'm pretty sure those were L.A. gears. Those were L.A. gears. And here's the thing. L.A. gears still exist. You can still buy L.A. gears, and they don't have ones with the fucking lights for adults, and that is bullshit. (laughs) Do they actually kill cows to make them? I mean, for the leather ones, yeah. I remember a story about the cops were chasing this guy, and they could find him super easy because it was dark, and he had those shoes that lit (laughs) up. And they just followed the flashy lights. They're like, he could have gotten away from us five times if he didn't have lights on his shoes. I saw a movie when I was a kid. I forget what it was. I think it was a Chinese movie that was dubbed over. But it was it's like the Chinese version of The Bodyguard. And the kid who was like under this guy's protection as well had those shoes on. So when the bad guys came to home invade, they saw his shoes blinking under a couch. And so he got, okay, but the thing is those shoes would only blink when you took a step. Well, in this movie, that didn't matter. You don't just turn them on and they flash. Well, that didn't matter in this movie because this kid got shot in the foot (laughs) pretty graphically in this movie. Go Chinese bodyguard. I mean, not the bodyguard himself. Clearly, he sucks at this job, but... (laughs) You see how hard it is to focus on this movie. We are talking about a different movie whilst commenting about this movie. It's so difficult. I could could spend the next hour talking about this movie I've never even seen before, rather than the last 40 minutes of this film. This is part of the challenge of watching this movie. (laughs) Even just commenting on the movie, you get distracted. Very true. It's amazing. It's remarkable. Look, I'd be able to focus on this movie a lot better if more children got shot in the foot. I'm just going to throw that (laughs) out there. But yeah, so so Nathan inadvertently, by pointing out the fact that our shoes are made out of cowhide, kind of points out the flaws in vegetarianism versus veganism like you know there's vegetarian it's either go vegan or vegetarianism's kind of i mean it's probably better than being a full carnivore but i also believe that pig products and toothpaste just to ruin everyone's life a little mm, porky fresh breath <laughs> anyone <laughs> anyways alex and ozzy show up and they lie about where they've been they were just out at that place they they don't even oh lucky charm scene yes, yes. we are back at the farm for lucky charm scene the leprechaun Sneaks through the window of the kitchen and starts looking for his gold. And he finds some lucky charms and tries them. But he doesn't. Okay. So they had a deal with General Mills to have him eat lucky charms in this movie. And then General Mills saw it and was like, no, fuck this. We revoke our permission. So this is a knockoff made up box called Lucky Clovers. I did not notice that. <laughs> and this is why and they this is why at the end of the movie, Alex says, fuck you, Lucky Charms. Uh, <laughs> they added that line later that after General sense. Mills saw this and revoked the license to use their product. And that's why the line, fuck you, Lucky Charms, is in this movie. It's, oh. <laughs> that's so crazy because my brain made me think I was looking at Lucky Charms. Like, it I, it it's filled. not. And every time Jules was saying Lucky Charms, I'm like, do they know? Do they know? 
we apparently did not know. All right, cool. I'm back to going disappointed now for the rest of this review until we get to the only other funny moment. Yeah, I do want to also bring up that uh, despite the fact that we've clearly shown that this leprechaun is familiar with modern day technology, he knows guns, he knows cars, apparently he's never seen a mirror before. Yeah, and by the way, why is this hand mirror that he finds in the kitchen? <laughs> Weird place for one. Yeah. He first, oh, he takes out this hammer. First, he scares himself. Like he's never seen a mirror before, but he knows what a car is. So he knows at least what a rear view mirror is. Maybe he doesn't know what he looks like. Yeah. He hasn't seen himself in a while. He doesn't know. How, but first, he was. <laughs> that was a pedal car. But yeah. He, but he, he scares himself with his own reflection, but then he gets super into his own reflection. He's, he's pretty into that. And then he finds all the fucking shoes in the house and starts polishing them in the kitchen and also licks Jennifer Aniston's heels. All right. I didn't see that part. I must have been too busy eye rolling because, yeah, he's like (laughs) shining and buffing all the shoes, even the ones that aren't leather. Again, this will actually be a plot point. So the gang returns to the farm. They find the place is ransacked. The kitchen, however, despite having like, you know, cereal all over the floor, has neatly organized pairs of shoes on the kitchen table. How is that not commented on? That's what I need to know. Because what's his name? Nathan is like, oh, um, sometimes bears come down. It must have been a bear that got in. So then Jennifer Aniston starts bitching about the fact that they have food. Like, she starts to look at the shoes and get weirded out, but it's it's not part of the conversation. Like, why the fuck would a bear organize shoes? <laughs> That's the conversation that needed to happen! Ugh! Growl noises. But Ozzy brings up the leprechaun again. He's like, hey, yeah, he told me he was a shoemaker and he shined shoes. And they're like, shut up, R word. There's no such thing as a leprechaun. Jennifer Anderson isn't going to stay there. She's going to leave and she's never coming back. And she leaves outside. And I said, I'm going to. Good idea. <laughs> that was a su- that was a surprising end to the movie. Yeah, she just left. <laughs> she and, just walked uh, off out of there. <laughs> <laughs> she went back to the hospital, picked up dad, and went back to California. Like, yeah. Surprising ending, I have to say. I wasn't I wasn't I mean the three that. other guys were killed by the leprechaun, which was kind of you know <laughs> yeah, we, well, we don't know. The movie followed them back to California. Yeah, like we watched a really long road trip from North Dakota back to Southern California. It was weird. Except the movie's runtime is just the drive from Simi Valley to LA. <laughs> I mean, it's still a long, boring movie, but... <laughs> but no, she doesn't leave. She comes back pretty much immediately because it's dark out there. It's scary. <laughs> yeah, that's literally her reason is it's too dark. My reaction to this is, oh, Jennifer Aniston, that's what you should have done day one on the set. <laughs> <laughs> but then she'll drive by herself to the the old folks' home later, so that's not a thing. Anyways, uh, Nathan gives her a broom to clean up because woman. <laughs> Well, you can't handle a hammer. Maybe you know how this works. You know how to serve drinks, so... Mm. You can paint like Picasso, you can sweep a floor. 90s equality! Like I said, (laughs) movies that flirt with girl power, then fuck it up. So after cleaning up, Jennifer Aniston and Nathan hear a bike bell. It's a false scare here because it's Ozzy who's found one. He's super excited about that, too. And then Nathan's like going to go find them some rooms to sleep for the night. And Jennifer Anderson's, no, I'm going to check into a hotel. I will leave this place, even though I've said that I won't leave it. Just once it gets a little bit lighter. And so in the living room, Ozzy asks Alex if he could kill a leprechaun. Foreshadowing. 
And Alex says, look, you can kill anything. You just gotta know how to do it. Ozzy needs to keep an eye out on this fucking kid for his own safety. This fucking kid is going on a killing spree at some point in his life, I'll tell you that. Oh, for sure, yeah, because he graphically describes blowing a leprechaun's head off with a 357 Magnum, which he's pretty sure would get the job done. My note here is Alex would later join the future school shooters of America. No, he's just a proud, proud boy. <laughs> oh! Ooh. See what you did there. And then they hear the bell again, but this time it's not Ozzy. It's just on the table there. Yeah, so now we have ADR bell from the kitchen? It's hard to tell. It's it's a voiceover bell as well. Yeah, I know, but I think they say like it sounds like it's in the kitchen or something like that. Sure, well, let's, we'll take the movie's word for it. And <laughs> we'll go to... Why? Because we have no choice. <laughs> no other option. So Nathan goes to check out the kitchen. There's a full scare with the gang right behind him because he's like, looks behind is like, oh, we were scared too, you know? Okay. Protect us, muscly white man in, in your 20s, please. Uh... And then he tells him to wait there while he checks outside. He grabs his jacket and uh, guys, I'm just going to let you know, just for, for all the listeners out there. You're only allowed to wear a fleece-lined denim jacket if you live in a town with less than 3,000 people. Otherwise, it is cultural appropriation. I'm just letting you know. That. <laughs> what culture are you appropriating? The people, like, is it the culture of the small culture towns? of it? It's culture of small town America. Yes. <laughs> Big city people, you better not fucking catch you in a fleece-lined denim jacket. <laughs> Or a denim jacket. <laughs> okay, you can wear a denim jacket, but it can't be fleece lined. No fucking sheep inside there. So Nathan starts searching outside and he trips and falls to a bear trap because this is a Wiley e. Coyote cartoon. <laughs> it turns into it, right? <laughs> One, we get repeated moments, including cuts with little whooshes in them. It's. <laughs> I swear. If someone blinked at the camera and held up a sign, that would have been amazing. <laughs> there's, a, there's a hint of Bugs Bunny too, but this is 100% Looney Tunes that kicks in at this point of the movie. Yeah, but it still sucks. Looney Tunes is good. <laughs> this is crap. Um, so the leprechaun comes out to taunt him. He's like, ah, let's play surgeon. He's going to cut his leg off, I guess. Oh, Lionsgate again with Saw. They didn't want anyone... They wanted to corner the market on trying to chop off your leg out of a trap. That was a shackle. That was a shackle, not a trap. True. He's true. in a trap, okay. technically. But Yeah, but it was his ankle. Oh, by the way, did anybody else notice when he's making this surgeon quip, uh, the Fisher-Price doctor- Nope, oh, I didn't. So in this moment, the leopard- <laughs> Whatever you're going to say, I did not. Well, I noticed this, because uh, apparently I was the only one engrossed with this film. The leprechaun is wearing, when he makes the surgeon quip, a Fisher Price Doctor playset stethoscope. <laughs> I don't know where he got it, but I double checked on the internet, and that is the very fucking stethoscope that he is wearing. Like again, I did not notice this. I again was probably eye rolling or face palming or something too hard. But as soon as you said Fisher Price 
stethoscope, I know exactly what you're talking about. That is around his neck in this moment. Despite being trapped, Nathan beats the living fuck out of the leprechaun with his giant flashlight. <laughs> well, I just wanted to point out that just the way he manages to move his leg with a bear trap on it is very impressive. I, I just thought, you know, discount Kevin Bacon pulls off some footloose right there. <laughs> well, he's definitely trying to get his footloose. But he doesn't get his footloose. <laughs> Oh! Jennifer Aniston and the rest of the gang come out to and see the leprechaun attacking Nathan, tells Ozzy to go in and call for help, and then Nathan tells Alex to go get the shotgun. Now, guys, if you've come to a house with your truck to paint it... There's bears, dude. <laughs> There's bears and possibly rabid house cats. Look, I... You're gonna need your shotgun. I know you're gonna need your shotgun, but... Where would your shotgun be stored at this moment in time? <laughs> Is it A, your truck, or B, inside the house you've been painting for reasons? B, bullet point, in the basement, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. So, yeah, so Alex runs inside the house to go get the shotgun, which is probably in the truck. While this is all going on, they're all bitch-slapping the leprechaun, right? Something about a bunch of people ganging up to beat up an Irishman that seems just a little bit wrong. I don't know. Does it take you back to home? Is that what it is? Yeah, I was about to say, wistful. Jules, as an Englishman, doesn't that feel very right to you? <laughs> he just, yeah, people just slapping the shit out of this little Irishman. He does that, like, kind of look up a little and stare off into the distance as the clouds of memory <laughs> waft over This brings over back in. what Jules refers to as the good old days. Don't look up Oliver Cromwell if you want to avoid the, <laughs> one of many, many horrible genocides the English have committed on the Irish. That's why I go over to Jules's house on St. Paddy's Day and play Punch the Englishman. It's the one day <laughs> I a year. came up with that game, actually. I... Oh, and I was very happy. And actually, <laughs> truth be told, I've never got to be around to play it. <laughs> I've never been to one of your patty parties. I think legally English but English people can't celebrate St. Patrick's Day. They're just not allowed. <laughs> Point is, the English have a long history of being dicks to Irishmen, and now, after this movie, Americans now have a history of abuse with Irishmen too. Oh, ours goes way before this movie. <laughs> Mistreating the Irish is as, you know, American as slavery. Well, yeah, America's whole thing is who's the latest immigrant? Which is one one thing about this movie. You know, when you make a horror movie, you know, generally the monster is supposed to represent something, some sort of fear that has come to America. And in this case, it's a leprechaun. This movie just hates Irish people, you know? It's just, it's not reading too much into it. It's just pretty prolific. I think it's more of just a fear of diminutive and childish things. That's why we have a tricycle and, you know, pogo death and pedal car and shit. <laughs> Lucky charms. And, and the most dangerous character is the 10 year old who's talking about <laughs> blowing heads off and True. is the one who goes to get the fucking shotgun. It takes a sociopathic child. To kill a sociopathic child. While they're, Jennifer Aniston and Nathan are beating the shit out of the leprechaun, Ozzy's calling the sheriff's office and tells them that they're under attack from a leprechaun. And the sheriff's deputy... And goddamn deputy, there are nicer ways to go about this. Because obviously, uh, Ozzy has a habit of calling about this sort of thing and UFOs and whatever. And so being like, oh, okay, Ozzy, thanks for letting us know. He's just more like, great story, and hangs up on his ass. 
And then him and the sheriff start being like, oh, what was it this time? What was it the last time he called us? And just having a good laugh at Ozzy's expense. He's got a mental problem and we're not helping. <laughs> so outside, Alex gives Nathan the shotgun. Uh, and he blasts the leprechaun into the bushes. And they tell Ozzy to take Alex to the porch and as he grabs him and takes him, he's like, I don't want to go to the porch. <laughs> I just have the note of, yep, that'll keep him safe. <laughs> <laughs> so just the way he complained about being taken to the porch tickled me a little. Surprisingly good about following directions. Because <laughs> he, he just stays out of this scene. <laughs> Ozzy comes back, you know, once he's securely on the porch. <laughs> Jennifer, yeah, Jennifer has to get him out of the bear trap and then Nathan thinks he's in predator because he starts just unloading <laughs> shotgun yes. into the bushes yeah doesn't count ammo cliche doesn't know if he's hitting anything he's just shooting where he thinks the leprechaun got blasted to and uh, jennifer addison's line here is nathan that was no fucking bear <laughs> they dropped two f-bombs and this is one of them God, I, I gotta remember that line <laughs> it's a classic now nathan that was no fucking bear. Yeah, coming out of Jennifer Addison, was a, uh, I enjoyed that line. <laughs> I enjoyed this movie to an extent I shouldn't have, and you're not going to take it away from me, John. <laughs> no, I'm not. You can have all of it. <laughs> I will take all the joy from this movie for myself. He can't have any. So the leprechaun is gone. Okay, and Mike, what the fuck are the rules? Because when O'Grady shot him, this has less rules than Mortal Kombat. Oh, Grady shot him and knocked him out. Later in the movie, he will get shot with the shotgun and get knocked out. But apparently in this moment, he, fuck you, you didn't roll high enough on your attack rolls, so you <laughs> did, don't get to fucking knock him out. The director had seen far too many horror movies and has seen so many moments where the monster just lies down <laughs> and springs to life. There's a pretty good amount of that in this. So Ozzy comes out and tells them that he called for help. And Jennifer Anderson's like, you didn't tell them that there's a leprechaun, right? He's like, nope, I definitely told them there's a leprechaun. So nobody. Because that's what happened. You know, he literally says, "I of course I told him that's what's going on. And she just gives him this look of, God damn it. She knows no one's showing up. Yeah, nobody's, nobody's coming. Uh, so they take Nathan inside. After like laying Nathan down um she tries to call for help but the phone line is out for reasons despite <laughs> the fact that Nathan is bleeding out in this moment like it's really important for Ozzy that Jennifer Aniston acknowledged that what they saw was a leprechaun and she's like shut the fuck up go get some first aid and he's been trying to tell them all this time and now they've literally seen the thing and they still will not give him acknowledgement because they're assholes and so tells him to go get first aid supplies. And the plan is they're going to get Nathan bandaged up, get him into the pickup truck. They're pretty sure they killed the leprechaun. And Nathan's like, yeah, I put six rounds in that thing. And I'm pretty sure you put six rounds into some bushes and didn't see a body. So I think he hit the cat, too. <laughs> Probably. So now the now the rabies problem is done. Yeah. No more rabies. We're good. So they exit the house, head for the truck. And the camera is very kind. It sweeps under the truck to let us know that the leprechaun's not under there. Just for what's coming. <sighs> the truck won't start. Yeah, normally it's just we get to this point and now it won't start because horror movie. But... Well, we got the, the phone line is dead for no reason. 
moment earlier. So let's not give this movie too much credit. There's even bigger bullshit coming up momentarily. So first, um, you know, well, as, as we saw earlier, truck won't start. We got to go jiggle that those cables and stuff. So let's go do that. And <gasps> leprechauns under the hood. And he's munching on the wires that you need to jiggle. So they all, he runs back into the truck's cab. And once the door is closed, they're like, close the door while rolling up the window. (laughs) (laughs) And then probably my biggest go fuck yourself moment of this movie happens. Oh, the leprechaun breaking through the windscreen? No. Him biting Ozzy's ear? No. Jennifer Aniston charging up the cigarette lighter even though the car's not on? Flipping the truck. Well, anyways, the leprechaun doesn't like getting burnt, so he runs away to the barn. And then the commando elite busts out. (laughs) Everything else is just a cereal. God, I wish. This would have been so much better. Yeah, this is after Alex is a dick to Ozzy for crying about his ear. He slaps him. So yeah, we hear the sound of welding coming from the barn. And the leprechaun busts out in his commando elite vehicle with a pitchfork on the front. Yeah, and so my thought was, uh, you know, ram the tires or something like that. But no, he hits the middle of the side of this truck and flips the goddamn (laughs) thing over. Yeah, and then none of them die. Fuck this movie, I'm going to Italy. After Batman and Robin as well, we we have discovered that certain directors just don't understand physics. Yeah, but Batman and Robin is so bad it's good. This just sucks. <laughs> and so yeah, he's flipped this car over with the pitchfork at the end of it. Instead of stabbing it, by the way, which is what a pitchfork would do. Physics can go fuck themselves. Uh, it's start it's starting to hurt physically. <laughs> John's expression is so good. Nobody dies because despite nobody wearing seatbelts nobody like none of their necks got crushed and not only that when he goes to investigate the car which is you know flipped back up you know the correct way they're all gone they've all magicked themselves into the forest hiding behind the trees <laughs> then they run back to the house and get chased by the leprechaun the, they get to the door and they slam the door onto his hand somehow severs it <laughs> very fragile leprechauns very fragile <laughs> Amazing healing abilities, but very fragile. <laughs> they wanted to have a disembodied hand moment climbing the door. Yeah, disembodied hand moment. They already did the evil dead running through the wood types of thing. Does a thing from the Adams family, crawls up, opens the door. Yeah, he walks away like, okay, I gotta fix this shit. I expected him to just like hold it there for a moment and all of a sudden it works again, but nope. He's gotta he's gotta go take a moment. They didn't have they didn't have the budget for that. John, are you kidding? <laughs> Oh, but they have a... (laughs) Just leave in the frustration and I'll explain it a little later. (laughs) Inside. Uh, Jennifer Aniston says she can call for help on her portable. I love that. She just goes, my portable. Because they're like, oh, we can't call. The phones are dead. My portable. (laughs) And no, Jennifer Aniston, it is a cellular. Talk to Courtney Cox about it. God damn it. But anyway, she manages to make a call before the battery dies. And back at the sheriff's office, the sheriff is making a radio call to one of his deputies. But it's the deputy that the leprechaun killed, and he's mimicking his voice on the radio, telling him he's going to check out. Yeah, so he went back to the police car to fix his hand? But also, he took the deputy's body from where he killed him in the woods back to the car? Yeah, because he's he's chilling in the passenger seat. Yeah. Why? I guess because this movie is so dumb that it knows it needs to remind people that he killed the deputy. Well, you might it might be for siphoning body parts as we find later on. I don't know. Make a big note. 
the leprechaun is the one who answered the call and says, I'm, I'm right there, you know, in the deputy's voice. I'm right there. I'll check it out. I'll radio if I need backup. So in the house, uh, Ozzy and Nathan are kind of out of action because Ozzy's been bitten. Nathan's been trapped. So now Jennifer Aniston is going to take charge because girl power and women are equal and stuff. Despite everything that's fucking happened, Jennifer Aniston still does not believe that this is a leprechaun. I know. How? Like, look, I am super, super skeptical of a lot of things, and I require evidence for a lot of things. But when you see shit as fucky as, like, you have been seeing in front of you there, you gotta kind of, like, give a little. So this is where Ozzy lets it slip that he and Alex found gold in the rusty truck. And Jennifer Aniston makes Alex spill the beans and tells her that, you know, he's going to keep the money to use for the operation to fix Ozzy's brain. Yeah, she pulls him off to the side. They have this conversation not in front of Ozzy, thankfully, because, again, um, Alex is a dick, because she's like, yeah, dude, you can't fix someone's brain like that with surgery. And Alex is like, yeah, I know, but Ozzy doesn't. So I just casually told him that to get his hopes up. What a little asshole, man. What an asshole, but, but, but he says it like, hey, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm doing this to keep Ozzy's spirits up, this lie, but it's like, he, Ozzy didn't think anything was wrong with him. Yeah, you invented this lie. He didn't know anything was wrong with him. He didn't know people were making fun of him. You have broken this man child alex this is your fault ozzy was perfectly happy being who he was and you were a dick about it they come back in and she's gonna go get the stuff out of the well and after some terrible editing a whoosh cut that's another (laughs) wonderful whoosh cut that's the point i was trying to skip over it but yeah it's pretty fucking awful this is the moment that really made me chuckle maybe everything was just so bad i needed a good laugh (laughs) But as she walks out, Ozzy just goes, watch out for those teeth. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, uh, Nathan gives her the shotgun and she's going on. This is like they're trying to give her her badass moment and it kind of falls flat. He's like, you know, he's like, have you ever? It very much falls flat. Mostly, I don't think she shoots the gun, does she? No, not once does she shoot the gun. Um, But she does cock it. And she actually tries to, you know, like she previously did, try to pay her way out of trouble by giving the leprechaun the money. Yeah, well, in this in this moment, she gets tossed the shotgun, and he's like, you know, you, you cock it and shoot. You ever handled one of these before? And she cocks and is like, no, I haven't. In like trying to <laughs> deliver it in a really badass way. And it just comes across as like, nope, I've never done this before. Later. <laughs> but I know how to... Because that's in every goddamn movie. <laughs> so she goes outside with the shotgun, cautiously approaches the well, and they finished building this well two minutes before the camera started rolling. <laughs> <laughs> this they, they, did not... they got that twine rope from Lowe's. <laughs> <laughs> they... it, it looks like it's made out of plastic. It really does. Just the handle and everything. They made no effort to age it at all. It is fresh well. It's made out of the same plastic as that paint bucket that was being carried earlier. (laughs) Why didn't either Ozzy or Alex go with her just to help her out or protect her? Ozzy is scared shitless. Otherwise, he would have passed that coin already. He's injured. He's, you know, I get that. And Alex is just an asshole. So everything follows. Yeah, and the movie has shown no bones about throwing a kid into danger yet. It's always just been a sort of shrug. 
you know, the kid's got to fix the car. The kid's got to be in danger. Yeah, but it's North Dakota in the 90s. Yeah, but they did have to get him to the porch. That's base. You know, you're on the porch. <laughs> yeah, you say base. The the base. He can get you inside the house. He can get you out on the yard. But porch? Fuck no. So anyway, she cranks the, the, the well and she pulls the bucket up. And that's when the leprechaun teleports right in front of her. And magics the gold sack over to him. Yep, and I've got my gold and my powers are returning. And she's like, so you're going to fuck off and leave us alone, right? And uh, he does fuck off so he can go count his coins. So anyways, Jennifer Aniston runs back inside, tells him that the leprechaun got what he wanted so they can go to the hospital now. Now we're back by the rusty truck. Why the fuck is the pedal car and the cop car now by this rusty truck when this is not where they got pulled over? I don't care. This isn't this isn't even for reasons. I just don't care. I will t- I accept that answer. So he counts his gold and he realizes that he's one coin short and he's like, "Ah, no one takes a leprechaun's gold." Cuz we've heard that like 5 times. And then <laughs> I need my gold is, you know, the running catchphrase, but no one takes a leprechaun's gold is sec- is a second place. Because you know lines always become more special the more often you say them. I'm sorry, what was that? Lines become better the more you say them oh so you need to repeat the lines so that they become better the more you say them exactly lines become better the more often you say okay, them. okay okay i see what you guys are doing here. my heart's starting to thaw my heart's starting to thaw <laughs> this stick is gonna get real old real fast that's how bad it is no it's not because you see the lines get better the more you say them <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Well, the point being that he says that nobody takes a leprechaun's gold, but I'm pretty sure that the O'Grady guy did, as well as Ozzy and Alex, so that's not true. Moving on. In the farmhouse, Jennifer Aniston tells Alex to get some ice for Ozzy's ear, and that's when the leprechaun pounces on Alex from inside the fridge. Yeah, he's teleported into the kitchen in the fridge now. And then there's cabinet teleportation. Yeah, because Nathan yanks him off of Alex, and now we get to play the, oh, am I behind door number one? Oh, am I behind door number two? Number three? Like, you know, da 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 Nathan's, like, jamming his shotgun into the, the cupboards after each one, but he doesn't start shooting until the leprechaun grabs him by the balls <laughs> from the drawer. <laughs> right! He's like, nope, nope. Uh, well, now that you tried to get my balls, I will start shooting at you. Your laughter just encourages him, Jules. <laughs> now he finally runs away and he's like, ah, you can't catch a leprechaun. And again, O'Grady did. So that's a stupid line. The leprechaun comes down the chimney, says that he ain't no Santa Claus, and gets blasted. And he passes out. Like, So the first time he got shot with the shotgun, this should have happened, but it didn't. Anyways, we get a is he dead fake out. No, he's not dead. Runs away. And then we get skateboard in the hallway shenanigans because Jennifer Aniston and Nathan try to go after him and then he's like skating side to side in this hallway and Nathan's taking shots at him like he's a duck in a shooting gallery at a fair this all blurred together I must have passed out again at some point out of boredom because I I don't have anything till the phone call well all I got here is that Nathan has his infinite ammo cheat on (laughs) not seen him not seen him reload yet I do notice that he does load two bullets at one point. Yeah, so after this bit, like, you know, they they go back to the kitchen area, and this is where Nathan puts a couple, yeah, puts two shells into the, the shotgun. He's finally reloading. The leprechaun bursts through the floor, gets shot again, 
and then disappears. I, I don't know what the fuck happened here. My This is where my brain said, I don't care to remember this. <laughs> so the phone rings, but the phone line was cut. Yeah, so now the phone works. Because leprechaun magic. And he says, ah, where's the rest of me gold? Again, I'm doing a way better Irish accent than Warwick Davis cared to do. And despite being yanked off the wall and being off the hook, it rings again. And then a tiny little hand comes through the receiver. Yeah, this is where my frustration earlier when his hand got chopped off was coming from. Because we talked about how they didn't have the budget to have him hold it in place and suddenly it's good. But now it's like Deadpool, tiny little healing hand, which somehow springs through the fucking phone to try and grab at Jennifer Aniston's face. Seriously, this looks like they painted a chicken foot. (laughs) I mean, I like to think that this is the leprechaun's the ring moment, you know, when the girl crawls out of the tv this is the little hand out of the phone receiver (laughs) so this is where ozzy admits that he swallowed the last gold coin and ozzy's gonna go out and sacrifice himself but there's gotta be another way and then ozzy realizes that old man o'grady would know how to kill it but he's in a nursing home at the end of town and as we've established o'grady could have just killed him in the opening fucking scenes And for some reason, Jennifer Edison is going to go alone. They're not going to go with her. Cool. And the way they get Jennifer Edison into the, the, the Jeep, they distract the leprechaun. <laughs> okay, this, yeah, this was like, holy shit, that actually paid off. They grab all the fucking shoes. And so when it comes to attack, they start throwing them out in the yard. So now the shoes are getting dirty and we can't have that. And Leprechaun's got to go pick them up so we can clean them again. The problem is that if this was something that was such a big need for him, shouldn't he have had to shine everyone's shoes around the town throughout this entire process. I feel like his lust for gold was a little stronger than his lust for shoes. Well, then his lust for gold should have made him ignore that and shine the shoes when he was done murdering Jennifer Aniston. It's not scary. It's not funny. It just sucks. (laughs) So they throw shoes. Jennifer Aniston gets away, and they waste all their shoes. Like, they throw all the shoes because they're done with this bit. They don't want to do this bit again. Like, those shoes would not be useful later to maybe distract him later. No, they're going to throw all the shoes. And Nathan and Ozzy go back inside. And then, well, Jennifer Aniston's driving. The leprechaun teleports to the back of the Jeep and pulls a Marty McFly. With rollerblades. And then he loses control of his roller skates and crashes into a pig. Where's my plushie? Fence. And there's like, you know, the silhouette of him. Because again, we have another Wiley Coyote moment here. At which point he holds up a sign saying, ouch. (laughs) That would have made me chuckle. But now, yeah, this has legitimately become a fucking cartoon because he crashes through a fence and it's leprechaun shaped hole in the fence. Which contrasts nicely with this random tilted hospital that we're about to go into yeah so jennifer Aniston makes it to the nursing home and we have this contrived moment of tension where the guard is sleeping and she needs to read the room assignments without waking him up for reasons why uh, why a police is there a police officer at a rest home there's a guard probably yeah but it's a uniformed security guard That really doesn't make sense. With a clipboard that says room numbers. Well, that's the folder. (laughs) says room numbers on it. Yeah, this, the same kind of folder that you would use for like a hospital chart. Yeah, or just general office work. Just, you know, your basic manila folder. No biggie there. 
But she opens it up and she's going through the list and she's like, oh, Grady, oh, Grady, oh, Grady, Grady, Grady. It's the third fucking name on the list. <laughs> John, I'm going to have to push back. This was not a manila envelope. This was like one of those metal flip open clipboards. Yes, it was. Like when you watch a hospital drama. I cannot believe I'm going to do this, but I'm going to pull the movie back up <laughs> and see if I can screenshot this from fucking Tubi. I will, this is the hill I have chosen to die on. <laughs> you will die on this hill because you're wrong. <laughs> Anyways. And then John had to be taken to the hospital and he was never heard from again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like the dad in this movie. He just fucking disappears. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 we, we don't see the dad again. Uh, so anyways, Jennifer Aniston now is walking through the land of Dutch tilts. <laughs> trying to make this whole psycho thriller hallway moment and just because nothing's happening it's it's just needless it's like the cinematographer just realized he really had to do something in this movie yeah because otherwise it's just going to be jennifer addison walking down some hallways and also we get a janitor closet jump scare because apparently a random assemblage of janitor equipment made a leprechaun Shadow. Shadow. <laughs> <Christ>. <laughs> and so now she's at me, she's Mr. O'Grady's room, and it's obviously the fucking leprechaun. You see it from behind, and it's obviously the fucking leprechaun pretending. You hear O'Grady's voice, and she is asking, How do you kill it? He's like, I'll never tell you, and turns around, and it's the leprechaun. Obviously, we saw the shape of the body. Like, it's obviously in the head. It's obviously the leprechaun. Jesus. It was at this point that I wondered why O'Grady didn't just go out and spend all the gold as opposed to retiring in obscurity. Oh shit, it is the metal clipboard. Well, I'm I'm dead and that means I don't have to finish this fucking movie. (laughs) No, but your ghost does. Your ghost has to finish this fucking movie. (laughs) Shit. So now we get a wheelchair chase scene that definitely wasn't sped up in post. Oh, how could you even think that? The editing <laughs> has been so seamless up until this point. I mean, you've seen the cardio that he did on that tricycle. Okay, so apparently, from the little I've read about, it's because Jennifer Aniston had to run really slowly so Warwick Davis could keep up because he wasn't <laughs> good at wheelchairing. So <laughs> that's why they had to speed it up in post. <laughs> And by the way, is this nursing home completely empty? Does nobody hear the shenanigans going out in the hallway? Does the security guard not wake uh, up? Like... <laughs> yeah, because, you know, they don't have people who work there overnight in case, you know, something happens with the people who are under their care. We just standard business hours. We have our uniform <laughs> security guard who just sleeps on the job. This movie thought it was Nightmare on Elm Street, and this was a nightmare sequence for a moment. I think that's I think that's what happened here. So she gets into the elevator, escapes the leprechaun, and out pops Dan O'Grady. Why is he on the <laughs> roof for this elevator? Fuck you to death, audience member. Uh, <laughs> he's like bleeding. And yeah, hanging. and he clearly got the shit beat out of him. <laughs> yeah. Like while she like it had to have been while Jennifer Aniston was you know doing this very intense search down two fucking lines of a room list he was teleporting over there and beating the shit out of O'Grady and stowing the body 
And so she tell he tells her that it's too late for him, but she can kill the leprechaun with a four-leaf clover with the patch next to the well. How does he know that she is familiar with his farm? That is the only place in North Dakota where clovers grow. <laughs> and this is, at best, a two-foot diameter patch. <laughs> clover yes, patch. we'll get yeah. there, but I, this is a tiny-ass patch. I actually must have blocked this out because my, my note was, where the hell, how the hell did she know where to look for a four-leaf clover? But I like to think it grew out of that whiskey bottle that he threw. <laughs> you know, that's how, that's how clovers grow. Honestly... Harder than finding a four-leaf clover is just finding the goddamn clover patch on this <laughs> property. You've got acres and acres of land. It is a tiny ass patch. Well, he tells her it's by the well, so like there's a he narrows the search down, but assumes that he just but knows instinctively that she is familiar with his farm. Uh, I would say even though he doesn't know her, he's been in this nursing home for ten years, but it is a small town where everyone knows everybody. Like everyone in town knows what the O'Grady farm is. So if they're coming to talk to him about the leprechaun, it would make sense in his mind. I accept that. Can I go now? <laughs> yes, we can go. Well, we're going to go back to the farm. No, no, not go on. Can I, I go now? Meant. I know what there you meant. You stay the fuck there. I mean, <laughs> back, plushy. Back, drives plushy. back to the farm, pursued by the leprechaun on a wheel. He's kept his wheelchair, and that's how he's getting back. <laughs> so she gets back to the farm and starts looking for clovers. Uh, the clover patch grows glows green for reasons. And question, <laughs> since her and her dad are from L.A., why are the plates on their Jeep from North Dakota? <laughs> I didn't notice that. Anyways, she's looking for a four-leaf clover in the patch that glows green. And so the leprechaun grabs her and he says, little girl shouldn't be, shouldn't look for four leaf clovers. Is this a phrase? Like, what? <laughs> right. Because <laughs> otherwise you'll go barren. Is this like an Irish fucking <laughs> Who the fuck? So more chasing into the woods, more tripping over yourself, as Jules was pointing out earlier. This has to be the fourth or fifth time now that someone's tripped over in a chase and it's it's never led to being caught. <laughs> so she spots the cop car and she runs over to it and her instinct is to get into the driver's seat. The inside of the cab is actually already lit up. So why she only realizes the cop is dead afterwards is beyond me. Yeah, he is still very jammy from earlier. <laughs> in a heightened state of panic, certain things will probably go unnoticed. Why am I trying to? Why no? Why, why the are you fuck am I trying to movie, justify? John, yeah, weirdest. Because this is what you do normally, and normally it's delightful, and normally it brings you joy. But in this movie, you're apparently content on torturing yourself. Yeah, my habit just kicked in. So, anyways, uh, the leprechaun gets to her, and she stabs it in the eye with the cop's nightstick, and then gets into the back seat to give the leprechaun a clear grabbing sightline to the cop's body so he can pull one of his eyes out and replace his own eye with the cop's eye. Anyways, the leprechaun gets shot. You know, it's Ozzy and Nathan and everybody because they heard, heard her screams and tells them how to kill the leprechaun. They gotta go find a four-leaf clover. So Nathan, Jennifer Aniston, Ozzy go to the clover patch. Um, 
while Alex, who's been left alone, sets up a trap in the barn to try and catch the leprechaun. There's there's two things. When they go to the patch and start looking, this is just amazing. Just Ozzy. It's so simple. He's brilliant. They're like, oh my God, we're never going to find one. Again, two foot diameter maximum. <laughs> <laughs> but the, they literally think this is going to be so hard, we're never going to find one. And Ozzy says, yes, we are. Because I did when I was a kid. So, yeah, we're in the barn, and Alex has got some amazing ADR of his own going on. Uh, and how he just knows that he's going to make it. He's going to be able to pull this off. And he also says, like, please don't be here yet. The leprechaun is after the gold that's in Ozzy. Why the fuck would he be in the barn with Alex? But he is in the barn with Alex. We pan up, and he's just <laughs> sitting on the rafters. And this is now where we get the, you know, oh, we'll never find it. And we get a very tense clover hunting scene because we need to contrive tension. The movie's run out of tension. It's got to contrive some more. And then the moment Jules was just starting to talk about, and my note is Jennifer Aniston becomes a Mormon because she just believes. <laughs> she just really right from Book of Mormon. It really is just... You've got to believe. There was no belief arc that's gone on throughout this entire movie. And the instant she does, they find it and it has like a little golden glow to it. It it glows for no reason. The previous clover does The power of belief. I I do got to point this out. She sarcastically believes. She's like, okay, yeah, I believe. Like clutching like grass. You just have to say the words. Yeah, but like you're, you're right. Like, you know, Ozzy says, yeah, you've just lost your faith. And her losing her faith has not been a plot point. There's been none of that. This is just like, fuck, I've run out of plot here. Well, it's like they knew they had to give some sort of a an arc, but they forgot what it was. You know, who can read a full 90-page script? I mean, that's a lot of words. Yeah. And, it, and by the way, yeah, why does this clover sparkle green? Why? Why does it fucking sparkle? <laughs> but but it's only just for them to, like, pick it up and find it. Just, that's it. it. It doesn't have a sparkle or a glow or anything else for the rest of the movie. And by the way, the rest of the movie is seriously 12 minutes or something like that. Uh, so back in the barn, uh, the leprechaun grabs Alex and tries to put his head into the trap. The others burst in. Ozzy tells the leprechaun that he's the one who swallowed his last coin. So the leprechaun chases Ozzy out of the barn and Nathan is fucking useless here. He's like, he just like lets the leprechaun run by him. He's like, oh no, don't. He's got a nasty injury. Does it do anything? Could have shot him. So outside, the, the leprechaun tackles Ozzy to the ground, starts slicing him up with his shoe buckle that he just plucks off his foot. But as you mentioned, the leprechaun knows that it's inside him. So Warwick Davis just sits on Ozzy's chest and continually bitch smacks him back and forth and hits him with his claws. <laughs> yeah, within the face. Like with the, with yeah, the, no, yeah with, just in the face, on the cheeks. Just back and forth slapping him. We didn't have a pogo stick. Hey guys, so remember at the beginning of the movie when Alex used his slingshot to shoot a piece of gum at, uh, at Ozzy? Oh my god. Well, this movie sure the fuck hopes you do because he (laughs) takes the four-leaf clover, takes a piece of gum out of his mouth, wraps the four-leaf clover around it, shoots it into the fucking leprechaun's mouth. And this is where he gives that great line, fuck you, Lucky Charms. Which didn't make any sense to me. Anyone who doesn't know that reference is just like, 
Where the fuck did that come As a, from? Again, but I mean, we've explained why it's there. It's a one-liner. Look, after having watched Batman and Robin, there are worse one-liners, okay? <laughs> we have seen worse one-liners. Yeah, this one's kind of apt. So he does start melting, but he, he melts in the style that he was fed the green stuff from Troll 2. <laughs> and that movie was three years earlier. I believe, honestly, someone saw that and was just like, yeah, we can do that. No one's ever going to see Troll 2. No one's going to know what this is that we're talking about. Also, he get, he's going to get engulfed in purple lightning at the same time. Because, you know, why the fuck not? Falls down the well, and green light starts coming out of the well. And Ozzy's like, I did a smart thing, didn't I? You sure did, Ozzy. You sure did. What did you... Well, I mean, other than allowing yourself to get attacked... What? I don't know, but uh, we're going to button his arc by he finally gets to, he does the the po- the pointing at Alex's chest and like flicking his nose. He gets him back. It pays off. <sighs> yeah, Nathan like smacks him down with the, the shotgun and then gets one of the gas canisters out of the back of the Jeep, pours it down the well. <laughs> this is so fucking amazing what happens here. What would you expect to happen if you dropped a match down this exactly. well? Exactly! Because the leprechaun is secretly Wile E. Coyote, he has a boxes of TNT down there. <laughs> well, not only that, not only is there an incredible explosion, there's also a delay like he dropped a grenade instead. I know! <laughs> He lights the match and drops it into where he just poured gasoline and then has time to do a run and dive to cower with everybody else. This movie fucking explodes. <sighs> and then the police arrive for no reason. Yeah, and then that is my point, which when the, the phone didn't work and she got cut off and Leprechaun actually got the call pretending to be the deputy, somehow three cop cars show up. And that's when uh, all the police officers arrested them for the murder of a police officer. And they all got thrown into jail for a crime they didn't accuse. It was actually a very tragic ending. Well, like I said, it's literally the last shot of the movie is these cop cars showing up and we go to black. Uh, Guys, I hate to say this, but I think I figured out a way that this makes sense. That's my job. And I was told to stop. Well, I'm going to do it this one time. (laughs) Credits are rolling. Hurry up. (laughs) The point being that the leprechaun said he would radio if he needed backup. And so this cop has not checked in yet. So at some point with him not checking back in, the the sheriffs are like, okay, what the fuck happened up there? And they decided to go check what was going on. That makes way too much sense for this movie. It does make too way too much sense. But the fact here's my my note here is that the fact that the cops show up at dawn means they went to the same police academy as the scream cops. And so we see the final shot of the film, we see the flaming well, and we get a leprechaun voiceover saying that you know that definitely wasn't added in the last minute to let us know that there's going to be a sequel telling him that his soul is trapped down there but he's still going to get his gold so um yeah there's going to be a sequel there will be several sequels i'm pretty sure they added this in at the last minute because it's just terrible voiceover (sighs) and that's it that was leprechaun we're done yay Breathe a sigh of relief, guys. We did it. I'm just going to replace that cheer with another groan, John. (laughs) (laughs) You bastard. But guys, before we go, as millennials, we know that every movie and TV show has a moral. So Jules, what'd you learn today? Always judge a book by its cover. Yes. Great life lesson. And John? 
How about you? I learned if you have a suspected rabid animal, you should blindly grope around its lair. <laughs> I learned that, boy, I'd love to have sex with Jennifer Aniston. It took this? <laughs> we haven't had an obligatory South Park. Re- okay, you're going for the South Park reference. Okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. And before we go, we, of course, need to tell you what we're doing next time. So, John... What do the folks at home have to look forward to? We're finally getting around to a movie that I believe we've talked about many, many times. Prepare yourself for Airbud. That's right. <laughs> for March Madness, we're going to do a basketball movie. And uh, John, you got any uh, reviews of Airbud to get the folks at home titillated? I've got a really odd one because it gives it a score of 10 out of 10. But then the title of the review is I Hate Dogs. <laughs> Airbud is a 90s gem. It has an enjoyable story from start to finish. The acting and the feel is fine. There's a story that is told that makes you feel good. In reality, though, a dog playing basketball with humans is cheating. If this movie came out in the late aughts or onward, then I would have hated this movie because I hate dogs. Being a 90s movie, Airbud gets a pass. What the fuck? What? <laughs> Look, I'm more of a cat person, but I don't hate dogs. But how does how do the nineties redeem I don't know. A dislike of a kind of I'm very confused. I'm very confused too. <laughs> but you know what? That's our show. If you liked it, please subscribe. If you loved it, please share it with all your friends. And whether you liked it or loved it, we'd appreciate it if you gave us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you can to help others find us. Also be sure to like our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter. Links to both of those are in the show notes. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time for another episode of Millennial Rewind.